G'day guys, welcome to another Fairingham episode. Today we had a very special guest, we had Burak Sarman on. We spoke a little bit about what it's like to be a 17-time Jiu-Jitsu champion. We also spoke about his upbringing and, and hardships and dealing with them and, and, and what he does to kind of like get in, get in the zone before a fight, after a fight. Uh, also, we uh, had a bit of a rant about coffee, so if you're into that coffee stuff, you know, this is the episode for you. Welcome. Don't forget to like, comment and subscribe on the episode. Say what you want, yeah. or if somebody's having an opinion, that's and it. you kind of yeah. go, actually, but hey, did you see it like this, though? You know, it's yeah. like a convo, bro. Basically, it makes yeah. sense, bro. I don't know if Ashraf, Ashraf probably already explained it to you. No, yeah. I, I, I sent it. <laughs> no, that that, that was about. good. That like, I like that about it. It's not like it's it's structured, but it's 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 freedom within the structure. It's mm. even me. Like, I plan my classes. Like, all my classes are kind of planned mm. in the curriculum. Like, I got my own curriculum design at, at the academy, but. It's, it's freedom. Like if I feel like this week, this type class, let's change it up depending on who rocked up, what happened, how people are feeling. You got to be ready. Hundred percent. You know there's what I mean? Too much rigidity. If there's too much Doesn't rigidness, work. yeah, well, like, it's too well, formal, bro. Yeah. And you see, like, you see Rogan, you see those the top. That's what makes him successful, I guess. And you guys. Are you a podcast guy? Like, are you a podcast kind of person? Do you listen? I don't to know, bro. Yeah, I do. I've ris- like Rogan. Like I've listen listened for years. Definitely yeah, Rogan. yeah, Joe Rogan for sure. He for years. Because he said He's Spotify. I'm like, damn. Yeah, he is. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Black belt, two different things. Or he's just black belt jiu-jitsu, and he's a kickboxer. But uh, uh, he's got his black belt similar time to mine, actually. Like I think a year before me or something. So yeah. you got a how old? I got a twenty twenty one. He got a sixty yeah. something. <laughs> 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 but he's uh, Joe Rogan, bro. He's like he's a brain. Yeah. He's a brain because yeah. it's crazy how he's he's genuinely having discussion with everyone, bro. Yeah. You know? Well, what about Joe Rogan? Do you like other than the um, the actual podcast side of him? Like what websites you I doing? think I believe genuinely he's curious. Yeah. And he actually um he seems sincere on the mic. I think that's why he's he's, he's over nearly two thousand episodes, yeah. Bloody yeah. hell. Something like that. Yeah, bro. bro. And yeah. I remember I watched how he started. It's crazy how he started. Are you there from day No, I didn't start I didn't watch it from <laughs> back then, yeah. but I, I knew when he used to commentate when I first got in two thousand and nine, I when I started training. Remember, he was like just a commentator. He had hair and stuff. But yeah. <laughs> uh, he's a legend, man. Like you actually can learn a lot, I guess, in in those podcasts. I guess, yeah, you got to be, I guess, um, you know what to take, know what not to take. But he's genuine, man, and he's he, with everybody, man. Like like scholars, um, authors, athletes. He's got everyone on the podcast. So that's yeah. that's I think the whole objective of getting a podcast is like, hang on, I don't know something. I really want to know about it. But I want other people to know too. Yeah, yeah. So yeah. how do I do that? But how do I do it within like the confines of being open-minded mm. and beyond that as well, yeah. giving the platform to the right person to speak yeah. about it? Yeah. So I don't know. That's our objective at least. Hopefully like the right Muslim will show up on there too Shalom, on bro. that podcast. Exactly. You know? yeah. exactly. Yeah. Inshallah. Like you've seen, yeah, bro. And yeah, like Jordan Peterson and stuff, he's been on there a few times. You've seen Jordan it's Peterson and Mohammed T. Javis? Yeah, 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 yeah. I've seen that. Like, what do you think? Hamza Yusuf's one was... Oh, on, that, I think that was, that was like yeah. they all did well, except for one guy. But <laughs> there was a third one. There was there was three Muslims went up. Yeah. I think. Was there? I'm pretty sure, but he was like left leaning Muslim. If I'm yeah, not yeah, I didn't. Uh, yeah, yeah. That so guy. that that's why he yeah. got what's Smart. his name. He got Muhammad in first, and then he got Muhammad Hijab, Hijab one. and yeah. then he got the two Good. two Ahl Sunnah ones. And Muhammad yeah. Hijab was like very like adamant on coming on because of the fact that the way that he portrayed Islam exactly. and he's left leaning. And then Hamza Yusuf coming in as well with. His approach and his revert and it was Bro, it was amazing. Having a revert, like it's like yeah. that background, and it was beautiful. Just I to personally see. think he presented it 
the best way possible, bro. Yeah. Oh, like mm. he was, that's what yeah. Hamid Hijab sure. was lacking that yeah. Hamza Yusuf had because mm. his whole ideology of like how can you accept a religion like Islam, knowing that like because Hamid Hijab was born yeah. into Islam, mm-hmm. whereas Jordan Peterson, uh, what's his name, Hamza Yusuf wasn't. Yeah. You know, and that's where his curiosity with death and stuff. Yeah, he speaks about that. Kyra I believe so. Mm. I think it was good. Hamid um, Hijab had the intellectual side of things, like you know some of the words. He, he was, was just ha- not hammering, but he was he was going for the cure. It was like a way. debate. Yeah, um, but Mahmoud Yusuf was just having a conversation, sharing his experience. Beautiful. And that's what I felt, and that's I think is the best way to preach anyway, like mm. with your actions and with genuine yeah. conversation. Yeah. yeah. And that's been my experience all over, all over the world. And even age, like they can relate, like yeah. they're not too far from the different age group. Like I'm having hijabs, young guys, like thirty. Oh, you mm. come from. And he's like more energetic, and, he and then Jordan Peterson is like your life experience. Hamza Yusuf goes, you know, <laughs> yeah. I've been, you know. Hamza Yusuf also uses like um, <coughs> references, f- like like Jordan Peterson does. Yeah. That could use like um, I don't know contemporary uh, mm. l- lessons, or for example, who used Johnny Cash lyrics. To kind of put across his point. Yeah, I don't yeah, know if you've yeah. ever watched any of his videos in the past where he talks about chaps of shaitan or he does those things where he does the purification of the heart. Mm-hmm. That one's crazy. Mm-hmm. Like the amount of I've seen a few, but no. Yeah. He, has, he has like this 10 hour on him and Ashraf. 20 hours. <laughs> wow. It was 20 like 20 hours, hours yeah. He's amazing, bro. Mm-hmm. He's amazing, bro. Yes, yeah, so he has makes, makes a lot of valid points, subhanAllah. Yeah. Obviously, like, I don't think there's anybody <coughs> I fully agree with 150% of the time in regards to human beings. Mm-hmm. No, all, we, all, we all have flaws. Everyone does some wrong things, but in regards to the element and not, I don't think you can. I don't think anyone can kind of go, yeah, this guy's got no clue about what he's saying. No, you can't, bro. And we're not at that level to judge them as well. And True. they have a big burden on their shoulders, and we don't look at them as persons, but we look at them as what they what mm. they're representing. Mm. You know what I mean? And the day they're speaking the Quran and Sunnah, they're not like making it's it not up. their own ideas. That's, that's what they actually, that's what probably keeps them on their toes. That's mm-hmm. why they probably make mistakes if they add, add their own opinions. Mm-hmm. But, um, mashallah, man, like, e- everyone talks, everyone says, man, I'll shoot this, but like, yeah. you're not at that level to talk. Let the yeah. scholars talk. Exactly. And, um, and yeah, in the bro. moment, bro, it's difficult. In yeah. the moment, it's difficult. Yeah. Well, like, when you're sitting there. That's why genuine, like, being genuine, having a genuine conversation, I think is the best. Nothing 100%. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And that's why I think that Hamza Yusuf's one works so well, bro. Yeah. And yeah. you can see Jordan Peterson's, um, and emotion and he's, he's everything as and well. their speaking styles are the same as well like you noticed example, that yeah there was like some <laughs> awkward bits in the episode where yeah. Hamza Yusuf would not speak yeah. and Jordan yeah. Peterson would not speak yeah. Yeah. and then he'd be like True. I thought you were finishing off a sentence and there would be like yeah. awkward silence it's like and then there was a couple of times where Jordan Peterson said some like dead like dad jokes and Hamza he went over Hamza Yusuf's head and he just goes like sorry like I didn't find the joke funny it's a respect yeah mm-hmm. it's a respectful thing the communication and thing. I think they're genuinely listening because you know how sometimes you talk yeah, and then you're like the other guys just waiting, what, yeah, waiting yeah. to say what they're gonna yeah. say instead of just listening. Definitely, and we all make that mistake. But it's just like you got to, we got to listen, man. Yeah. You know what I mean? Definitely. It's hard for a lot of people because, for example, Muhammad Hijab is comes from a debating background, and then Hamza Yusuf also comes from a lecturer background. So mm. we have sometimes some sheikhs on. Yeah, and yeah, exactly. It's hard to kno- see. I mean, you were jumping in the conversation. We know when to kind of. A sheikh is just used to a khutbah, 45 minutes, no interruptions. Yeah. Push your answer, yeah. So it's like that kind of thing. And then Muhammad Hijab also comes from a background where he's trying to find, you didn't use the right word, so I'm going to use that against you. That's his background, yeah. you know? And the so brothers in, in London, I think they like that. Mm. The, way they pr- the way they do their thing is, is boom, 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 boom. Like, yeah. You know what I mean? But I think Hamza Yusuf's approach is very different. Yeah. It's you know? experience, man. And I think in this day and age, bro, it's... 
genuinity, authenticity, people are for this. Yeah. If they sense this from you, I think you can do a lot of good work for, for Allah, you know, like that's what if, it is. If we're going to talk about genuine people, yeah, yeah. I think the person we have to start with is Burak Sarman. <laughs> no, <laughs> no, I'm the last one on the list. Yeah. <laughs> well, the you said, so you said 2009, before yeah. you were t- chatting, you said 2009 you started BJJ? Yeah. Like, I didn't, because we used to play soccer, you played mm, footy mm, then. Mm. Were you playing outdoor then? Uh, I was playing soccer back then, yeah. Okay. I, I was d- playing soccer too, yeah. Yeah? Mm-hmm. Where'd you used to play? I used to play Home United. No. Yeah, yeah. Behind OG. the Broadmeadows Mosque. Yeah. <laughs> I used to live actually across Broadmeadows Mosque. SubhanAllah. Yeah, yeah. Were you any good at soccer? Like no, I was playing left wing, left back, and then um, you bench, off the bench, inside. Um, I had fun. Mm. Yeah. You weren't yeah, a light United player? You were Hume United. Hume United, yeah. Okay, nice so I didn't go to Ushik. Yeah. It was a social thing. Yeah. Yeah, it was so it was actually my mum put me in because uh, so we moved from Turkey back here, seven year old. We had some family issues in Turkey, so we moved back from mum and then my brother. And then we had some other things we can go and maybe we can touch upon them later. Mm. But um and then my mum just finding a sport to put me in and put me in soccer because it was like first the mosque was the first getaway. Mm. And then because it was right behind the mosque, it's like an activity. It's convenient. Mm. So it was convenient. And then soccer was cool. I loved, everyone loves soccer, you know. 100%. Everyone thinks they're Ronaldo when they're playing. <laughs> um, yeah, that's what it was. Yeah. You're from Turkey as well, bro. Like yeah, 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 sport, yeah, yeah, bro. <laughs> the or yeah, they think, we think we're the best, but <laughs> <laughs> I like that. Which, yeah. What team do you support? I have a jersey of Galatasaray. Um, I have a jersey of Bursa Spor. I'm from Bursa in Turkey. Don't follow it, but yeah, back in the day, I had was was a fan. I'm trying to cause civil war in your house. Yeah, but uh, no, yeah. So I don't fully follow, but I respect, like, and uh, look up to some of the soccer players in Turkey. So how did you um transition? Because I was about to say, like, I didn't think BJJ was an option, mm. maybe because I wasn't mm-hmm. my community back then. But yeah, yeah. I feel like 2009, like. Yeah, BJJ it wasn't that big. It wasn't as, fl- as, as flashy as it was now. Obviously, before that, I was in primary school. Yeah. And we used to do karate, like yeah. on Fridays. And you guys probably had the same experience. It was like a k- big yeah, karate taekwondo. thing back then. Taekwondo. Yeah. And then BJJ, like, how'd you get into that? So, BJJ, grappling, jiu-jitsu, submission wrestling, these terminologies are just like all... Some people call it just UFC. Like, I do UFC, you know? Yeah. <laughs> um, back then, like my generation, hardly anyone knew what it was. And then my coach's generation, Murat, um, hardly nobody knew you mm. know what I mean nobody knew literally maybe you could count with hands how many brown black belts there were you know remember stories they used to see like a blue belt or purple belt they're like wow man there's a blue belt there's a purple belt you know that's my coach's generation then my generation again 2009 not many knew what, what it was as well it was very small especially in our community and then um, yeah one day I went and I used to watch WWE a lot when I was young oh, with my brother. Okay. Class. Who's your yeah, favourite wrestler? Yeah. Oh, like Goldberg and... This guy's OJ. Goldberg. This guy's OJ. This guy's WCW. Yeah, I used to think... I used to think my dad looked like it too. <laughs> you know? And then, um, yeah, but Goldberg, you know, there's... Yeah, Jeff Hardy, but Scott Steiner. You guys know those guys? Yeah. Yeah, bro. So that's actually, we touched upon it in my documentary. It was cool. And it was um, WWE yeah. Sunday. <laughs> yeah, I was, bro. I used to actually never watched it live, I think. Yeah. It was all from cassettes. Yeah. yeah. We used to rent it and I used to watch it at home. We couldn't watch it live though because. Yeah, we never. Yeah, it's true. Uh, yeah. And I never had, like, my, the TV I had with my mum, like, it was like a small, like a box TV. Yeah. And, 
Alhamdulillah, you weren't a Foxtel kid, basically. No, nah, no, nah, I wasn't. But I was like, wow, man, they're actually yeah. watching it. And yeah. like, at school, everyone's talking about yeah. Ray Mysterio. And like, he went on. And I'm like, what? Boy, boy, you know, I used to watch the old ones like 10 years before that because oh, yeah. that's what I was borrowing. I wasn't up to date. Yeah, that's yeah. WWE. I wasn't up to date. And they're like, telling me this happened, that happened. And I'm like, that's the older generation. I'm not going to lie. Yeah, bro. Because I watched it through Foxtel. I, yeah, I had Fox yeah, yeah. but we had Fox the bootleg. Yeah. 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 We, <laughs> we had main event for free yeah, on that one. Yeah. The funniest thing was there was one Royal Rumble event that came up and Chris Benoit ended up beating Big Show. in the yeah, yeah. Yeah. But we were so gassed about He's how good that was. Headbutt thing. Because yeah. <laughs> we, we taped over my mum's wedding video with that Royal, no. the Royal Rumble. Oh. <laughs> I, swear, I swear on my life, still got at home, Walla. <laughs> Oh, that's crazy, <laughs> bro. My mom laughed. She was, she bro, she was just laughing. Yeah. Like, she wasn't yeah. even upset. Wait, your dad condoned that? <laughs> my dad didn't care. He was with you guys. My dad's like, she's still here. That's a bonus. So that's crazy, bro. But yeah, well, I, <laughs> you don't want to miss it. I still can't get over it, because well, it was it was the maddest thing, yeah, because we were like, obviously, in hindsight, now Chris Benoit's dead because yeah. he ended up killing yeah. his family and whatever, but... Yeah. <laughs> So yeah. I don't, I don't, I don't condone what he did. That was that was the LUFC back then, basically. But yeah, no, but it was bro. cool because we entertained you, man. And I thought it was real. I was defending mm. it, you know. <laughs> I was <laughs> saying, nah, it's real, man. I think, you know. I remember, like, I was seven, eight, nine years old, thinking it was real. Was you know it what, what, what moment did you realize that it was fake? Like everyone remembers that moment. Oh, I don't know. Mine had to be when I can't um, remember that. You know when Rey Mysterio's mask got ripped off? Oh yeah. Like throughout his whole career <laughs> he had his mask on, mask on, and then when, when they ripped that off, I was just like, nah, I can't watch this show. Yeah, 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 probably. <laughs> probably that moment. I don't like there's a lot of moments, I guess. But um Yeah, and then I was I was thirteen in two thousand and nine. And then um they're like, Oh, I'm going to wrestling. My family friends like, I'm going to wrestling. Oh, what's what is wrestling? It's yeah. cool, man. Like, yeah. you know. And then I went there and it wasn't the wrestling I expected, you know? It was like a <laughs> Small jiu-jitsu club with a, like a low-level instructor. But uh, it's like, it was interesting, you know? And mm. then I got submitted a lot. And I was like, wow, man, <laughs> this is cool. You know, I want to <laughs> do this someone. You know, I want to be like this one day. <laughs> yeah. Because it was so, it wasn't your m basic wrestling. Because yeah. you were getting locked up. You were getting submitted. And you're like, wow, man, look what you can do with the human body. And yeah. I didn't say that back then. But it's, yeah, like, yeah. But it's <laughs> like, wow, look what he did to me, man. Like, that's so cool. Yeah. I actually couldn't do nothing. And then, like, I was a skinny kid. I was athletic a bit, but I was skinny and kind of weak mm. as well. I was getting bullied, I remember, clearly. Um, but <laughs> then it's like, yeah, I, I know who bullied me too, you know, all these <laughs> things, but no, no one knows who they are now. Yeah, I did. Cool. <laughs> <laughs> Some actually uh, became my student for years. Uh, oh, but then they never told them anything. You know what I mean? Mm. Yeah, yeah, it's, it's crazy. The elephant in the room. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, but they don't. They probably don't, can't remember. I mm. remember it. You know? they, they can't. Trust yeah. me. They yeah. can't. Yeah. And, um, but they're good blokes now. But um, yeah, and then I went, I'm like, wow, this is interesting. And then that's it, man. I remember like, it was like a, I was telling people, oh, tomorrow night, I'm going, like Tuesday night, I'm going back to wrestling. I'll start wrestling. I'll start this. Yeah, and then um, Video Easy, I saw like the UFC DVDs and stuff. And I'm like, oh. And then I watched the UFC and I'm like, what they're doing? They're doing what I did the other night? Mm. I was like, and that's how people tell telling people I'm, uh, I'm doing UFC now. <laughs> you know what yeah, I mean? Because people didn't understand it. Yeah. What was the first one you rented? What UFC? Are you talking Gracie days? Are you talking? Yeah. yeah. No, no, not that. Not that old. That's yeah, my yeah. coach's generation. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> but my generation is like Joe Saint Pierre, Damien Meyer. Oh, I remember Damien Meyer, legend of Jiu Jitsu. He was there. He was like, and um, I actually met him in Wales when I was in Wales a few no. weeks ago. Yeah. And a few like a month ago. And then I was like, wow, he's 
he just admitted someone. He's doing what I learned. Yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? I'm like, yeah. wow, I'm learning this. Yeah. You know what I mean? I was like over the moon. And that's it, that's it man. Now, Do fast track. Because you said you're a skinny yeah. kid, you know, like you were getting tapped out a lot. Did you feel like you were naturally talented at BJJ? Like in the first couple years, we'll say? Everyone was saying that. So I've kind of felt that because everyone was saying it. And I was learning quickly because I just loved it. And I was pulling off and I was catching up to people really quickly. Um, but I just felt, I found something, man. I feel like I found something. I just wanted to be good at it. Um, yeah, man, it was just so enjoyable. Because I think I was always searching for a getaway. It was a soccer. It was the mosque first, soccer. But the mosque was, mosque was always there. Soccer. And then I found uh, jiu-jitsu or wrestling. So it was like, wow, man, that was yeah. cool. And then I'm like, I want to get good at this. I just want to get good at this. Yeah. At school, I'm thinking about it. Everywhere, I'm thinking about it. It's just... Do you ever find the origins of it? So, like, how the, how did we get... Like we're an island. If you think about it, Australia, bro. All the way in uh, the bottom of the world. Everyone, every time we yeah, travel, yeah, yeah. we see someone. Yeah. Like, what the... You come from there? Nah, no way. We're at the bottom of the world, you know, on our own island. We're drifting away. How did a sport originating in Brazil, mm. all the way on the other side of the world in South America, how did that come here so look this sport is originally brazilian mm. but i feel like when you look into history this sports um way beyond like it's, it's ancient you know what i mean and like beyond our profile system as well like way back then and then um i think because it's like unarmed combat existed since the start of the earth because mm. think about it, there's no weapons and it's like we have no weapons we're gonna have to you know what i mean and the fight can't end, yeah? They grab a rock, maybe they hit each other or something like that. But it's not always like that, yeah? So the fight has to end somehow. Mm. What are they going to do? Pin them on their shoulders and then the fight ends? You know what I mean? Wrestling, the rule is if your shoulder's pinned, that's it. Yeah. You lost. If you drop, like let's play drops, you know, in high school. Um, you drop them, you, you lose. But back then, you gotta you got to put this guy away. Yeah. you got to demobilize him. you gotta you got to strangle him to death or you gotta, you know, you got to joint lock him, break mm. every limb and then leave them alone or like how'd they do it there has to be submissions mm. if you think about it so i feel like it's from back then people say it's from the 90s and then the gracies of course evolved it they did a lot of the brazilians evolved it a lot but then japanese jiu-jitsu yeah. there's sambo and then there's these all grappling arts definitely you so they made it mainstream yeah made it mainstream well they organized yeah. they so the story is very a popular story you search it up like horse gracie 1994 Mm. Goes into the UFC. They pick him because he was the skinniest guy, yeah, the weakest guy-looking guy. There was Hickson, like Pedro Sauer, my coach's coach, and um, like we directly um, friend, friends with him. He was there in the Gracie train, walking out as well. Like they could have picked anybody, but they pick Hoist Gracie, the weakest guy, to prove that Jiu-Jitsu works, and he just puts everyone to sleep that day. You know, unbelievable. Yeah, but Japanese before that, so you go, you can't just limit it to that. It's a, it's an art. That's been existing. Yeah. That's what, like, a guy does Khabib do jiu-jitsu or hack? What does he do? Yeah, of course he does it all. Like, yeah. it's not the Russians call it sambo. They said, you know what I mean. The Brazilians call it like Brazilian jiu-jitsu, but it was jiu-jitsu. But the art is grappling, mm. submission grappling, mm. submission wrestling, wrestling with submissions, and yeah. So even now, you want to be the best in the world. Like, you have to be a complete. Like, you have to be a submission grappler. Yeah, even the word yeah. submission. Tells yeah, that's what it is. Yeah, yeah, that's what it is. It's yeah. not made like UFC. You see, you see it all. Um, but that's what's made me. That's one of the things. And then it's a big sunnah too, like wrestling. Mm. 
So, and then you go, wow, man, look, they had submissions, man, because they had to use it in war. Yeah. And I believe that, you know what I mean? Of course, maybe there isn't proof, proof of it directly, but if you think about it, it has to be submissions. Logically. Yeah, yeah, it just it has to be. It has to be, yeah. But if you look deep down into the narrations, I'm sure we'll find hadith, you know? There's, there's hadith, yeah. yeah. There's a lot of hadith. There's a lot of hadith on wrestling, yeah. but not specifically... Like what forms or anything yeah. like that. But they probably did it just for brute strength, to get stronger, yeah, to yeah. get that competitive edge, to learn techniques, you know? You probably know most of the benefits of it. Like, like uh, you know, the famous story, um, Hazrat Ali, Ali he's on, he's on, he's on, he puts the guy down and he's about to kill him and then the guy spits on his face. Yeah, I've seen that. And he goes, yeah, I'm not going to kill him. He goes, and then he's about to kill him and he spits on his face and he stops yeah. to kill him he, as his sword's up. Mm. And then he doesn't kill him and he goes, why didn't you kill me? He goes, because I was going to kill you for the sake of Allah. Because you spat on my face, my nephs got involved and now... Yeah. I have to kill you for myself. So I walked away and the guy becomes a Muslim after that, yeah? yeah. So you're thinking, he takes a sword up and he's about to um, kill this guy. How does he control him? <laughs> In the middle of war, yeah. Yeah. what technique does he use to control him? Do you know what I mean? I'm just, it could be <laughs> anything, bro. <laughs> so it's like, you're like, he must know a lot of technique. It's yeah. not as basic as yeah. holding someone down. 100%. So there's a lot of things, hints, of course, but we're not, you know what I mean? Um, not scholars to narrate it, but logically, rationally speaking, that's that's what one of I remember as a kid, it was like motivation, like, man, this is ancient, it's it's real, it's mm. unarmed combat, it's this, it's like no weapons, you know, you can be the strongest man in the world, you know. And like animals hunting and all these things. I used to think I was like a tiger or lion or something <laughs> yeah. when I was that age, you know. Yeah. When did you s- lion there? <laughs> when did you switch from like you said the first couple of years you were a bit talented up? But when did you because there weren't like you said, you said there was brown belts and purple belts around, you know? Not even, yeah, exactly. Then how did you switch and say, Hey, I wanna <coughs> fast track and get the black belt pretty much as soon as possible? I, I nev- yeah, I never said that. Okay. I just said to myself, I wanna be good. Mm-hmm. I wanna train. And yeah, I want to get good. <laughs> I just want to get good, and the rest just happened, bro. Were you the youngest? What's I was the I was the youngest in 2017 when I got my black belt. I was the youngest Australian at the time, and then a few years later, one young kid got it, like a, another kid got it after me. So I was the youngest at the time. You also sometimes like when you start at 13, when someone else starts at 11, all these yeah. So one that kid that got it, he was starting when he was four years old, three years old. So I got it when I was 21, turning 22. Um, so the youngest Australian black belt to date mm. till 2017, end of 2017. But now the generation's evolving. Like I got students training. He started with me when he was four. Now he's 12. I got a student when he's 11. Now he's 18. He's coaching at the gym. You know what I mean? Wow. Mm. So it's like um, generations. You can't. The next generation will always be better than the you. previous. So generation. you never also had your eye on the goal, like, hey, I want to be get my black belt. Uh, no, it was. I want to be. The, I want to be really good. I want to be. I want to be the best. And it was. The motto of my gym is journey matters. The journey matters. Mm-hmm. That just happened naturally. Like I never even thought about that. But when you look at it and look at my journey, it's, I think it speaks for itself because I never deep down, all my close circle knows my family. Like I never thought I'll um, be this one day or that one day or I'll, you know. Of course, you, you want to be a world champion. These goals are always there. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? As You want to be the best at what you do. But I never thought one day I'll live off this or I'll do this. I'll get yeah. my black belt. I'll get this. No, I knew it would come. You know what I mean? I knew I'll get my... Like, I remember I did something cool and my coach threw my yellow belt on me. Oh, you yeah. know what I mean? 
Yeah, he's like, I did something cool. He's like, yellow, your yellow belt. And I'm like, what? Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> two months of the training, he chucks the yellow belt on me. I was like, man, that's cool. Yeah. Now, I, now I surprise all my students. With my throat at all. I don't like tell them they're grading. I just yeah. surprise them on. Because of the feeling you felt that day. Yeah. I saw the video. I was watching yeah, something. My brother and I, we used to watch it before he left. And I was re-watching today. And I thought, now I wanted to ask you, like, that f- I see the feeling how emotional it is when people get their belt. Obviously, for someone that yeah. isn't into BJJ, it's like, if someone, for example, soccer, if I score a goal, mm. like, no one cares. If I can, you know, there's no, like, progression. Yeah. But how emotional yeah. people get when they move belts, why is it like that? Like, like bro, for me, is as a coach, I think it's a responsibility for me to make it memorable mm. for my students. And um, as a young coach especially, because I could relate to them a bit more, I guess. Because um, I wanted that surprise on my one. And whenever it was a surprise, it was like an unforgettable. But whenever it, w- whenever it, w- it wasn't a surprise, it was like, oh, yeah, cool. Yeah. So yeah. I would try to make it a memorable, special moment, but still not neglecting the element of testing them and mm. and observing them and them earning it as well. So and they earn it, bro. We're not, give, we're, not, we're not gifting them anything. Yeah. They all yeah. earn it. We, don't, we just give pass it to them. That's why, like, I don't charge for gradings or anything as well. Yeah, you know what I mean? But, yeah, it's just try to make it memorable. And you're like, what will make it more memorable? Just make more touchy, get him a bit tired, I guess, and then talk to him and yeah. get him more tired. And then, because when people are tired, their true character comes out, right? Mm-hmm. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and, um, you know, and then you catch him at that moment and the tears come, you know, anything happens. Yeah. So you were looking for the crying moments. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. 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 <laughs> but I don't, like, you don't, but to be honest, I don't plan anything, bro. And alhamdulillah, I've never been that way. But I do, I always consult my next move. Mm. I mean, I don't plan, but I consult every move I've taken since I was a young kid. Maybe because I didn't have a father, like, growing up, like, the family relationship my mom and dad had, the divorce, etc. Like, I, since I was seven, I never had, like, a father mm. present. Um, and then I seen him again after 15 years, you know. So it's like I never had that, but I always consulted. Like, either, either my close brothers, a scholar a lot of scholars or like all the people I looked up to mm. in different fields um, so I always consulted every step I took definitely. you know what I mean definitely it's always it's always good to have somebody there because yeah. honestly like it takes a village to raise a man yeah, anyway exactly bro you know and and if you're part of that process for a young man who's in your mm. gym you can only imagine how much you know benefit <laughs> that will have not mm. only for your akhira yeah. but also for that kid's future and he doesn't really need to be in a situation similar to yours mm-hmm. sometimes they just don't you know, they don't look up to their father or they don't raise his opinion yeah. on certain things and you giving them that, you know, that other avenue to consult, like you were saying, would be actually very, very beneficial yeah. for their development. But I don't know how, I don't know how open you want to be about that situation. Just your whole upbringing and, mm-hmm. and, and, and basically, like you were saying, living without a father or, or, or a father who wasn't present, per se. Um, what... What ways do you think that affected your development as a man? Bro, when you look back at the time, you feel like it's the biggest problem in the world. And you're like, no one's going through what I'm going through. And then you're like, man, like you just go far out. Like you just look into everything. And and then now when you look back, even though it's tough to look back, you go, okay, like without without that experience, you won't be who you are today. That's just That's just the fact, you know? Without that hardship or that trauma, you won't be who you are today. And you look at anyone in history, you know what I mean? And um, they've gone through extreme hardship to get to where they are. And then I'm like, man, I, I, no one's gone through this ever. No one will ever go through this hardship. But then you look, you go, as a 
as an adult, you go, you know what? Everybody faces their own hardship in their own po- own way. Allah tests everyone in their own unique way, mm. and everyone's test is is extremely hard for them. So if I was, if you put yourself in my shoes when I was seven, you won't handle it. You know what I mean? But if I put myself in your shoes when you're seven, I can't handle it either. Mm. Or let's say, because that kid didn't experience it when he's seven, just like me, but he might have. Ex- he's going to probably experience it when he's 15, 25, 30, 35. Mm. He'll be extreme test at some stage of his life. Maybe my extreme test hasn't come yet either as well. Yeah. So it's tough, but it makes you the man you are. You know what I mean? And um, like I said, you don't plan, you trust. I guess instinctively I trusted my qadr, you know? Yeah. Because your qadr is not... Um, like the qadr of Allah is when you pass away, you the goal is to pass away the way Allah wants you to pass away. You know what I mean? Like, okay, you, you're done... Okay, did you become the burak that Allah wanted you to become, you know? Like, let's say. And, um, of course, we're, never, we're, never, we're not going to reach that level. <laughs> you know what I mean? But that's the goal, yeah? So it's like all these ex- experiences, um, I guess, are there for me to become who I'm meant to become. Just like for every other individual. Because a lot of, I used to make a mistake of, well, no one's been through what I've been through. If they did, they'll understand me. No, not really. Mm. You know what I mean? It's tough for me, but it's tough for everyone. You know what I mean? So now I look at it like that, and it's like, it's a, uh, it's like, sh- w- would you have it any other way? You wouldn't, because then you'll become a different person today. You know what I mean? Um, when when did you yeah. adopt that mindset? Like I know now recently, you're looking at very recent. recently, yeah, yeah, bro. Was there like a moment that was it with your father returning or something along those lines? Yeah, I catch up with him here and there, but um, yeah, it's not the same, of course. Yeah. But again, as an adult, you know what I mean? You don't. You know, you don't know what he's been through, you know, etc. as well. So, <laughs> but uh, I think I adopted it. Like I've been married for three and a half years and have a one-year-old. And alhamdulillah, I've got Allah a very supportive wife. Congratulations. Um, I think I think that will play a big role in it as well, mm. naturally. But I think looking into it, because you, if you don't deal with your trauma, it eats up on you, I feel like. Yeah. And I found ways to deal with it in, any, in a lot of different ways, uh, whether with consulting and... Speak to my brothers, my family, my you know my wife, or getting assistance, whatever. You have to deal with the trauma. You got to know how to look at, it. or else, mm. or else one you can eat it on yourself, and you could just eat up on everyone. You could just be a judgmental person, bro. Yep. True, but like I've just it's just a divorce, really. Um, it's, it's it was very hard, of course, growing up without a father, etc. But end of the day, bro, people go through way worse. You know what I mean? They do. But still, if they go through way worse, but it doesn't mean my mom wasn't hard. Yeah, exactly. Like, it's like, like, may Allah protect our parents, but like, let's say they pass away, yeah. and then, but I still have mine. Mm-hmm. Or, but they're both hard, bro. Yeah. Like, uh, yeah, they, you know how people say, oh, but I did this in that situation, but I'm not you, bro. Yeah, it <laughs> exactly. doesn't work like that. You know what I mean? Exactly. Yeah. And Allah created all of us unique. All our qadar is a unique and planned, bro. Yeah, Allah planned everything. So yeah. it's easy to talk, of course, but when in the moment, yeah. we're all like... I think, yeah, one yeah, thing. You know what I mean? Like what you were and saying I haven't figured it out, bro. Like I actually haven't figured it out. I trip yeah. out, bro. When I look at my past sometimes, I get affected. And my wife will be like, getting affected again. Yeah. You know? I thought I had it under... Well, you never have it under control. Exactly. I think one thing yeah. that I've I've recognised is a book that I read. Um, Salah, I've not given an F, yeah? I don't know if you've seen it before. It's mm. an orange book. Might be in the orange six years. The art of, yeah. Yeah, the art of, yeah. So, 
he basically says in the book that there's uh, people people who deal with OCD, mm. and and what happens is when they have because because their OCD brings on trauma and like and like it's it's a problem that they have to deal with whether they like it or not yeah, it's there yeah, yeah? yeah they ask like is there gonna be a time we we'll ever live without this problem is there gonna be ever a time that I live without having to deal with these constant thoughts or these this trauma that's like you know mm. is, is sustained in my past and I say no. Think of it as like a as like a stereo. You can't really turn the stereo off, but you can lower the volume. Yeah. So that that's like something that's helped me in things that I've done in my past or things that have uh, I've experienced. Mm. It's like, okay, I understand this because it rears its ugly head at the wrong yeah, time. Yeah yeah? yeah, yeah, yeah. And sometimes, like you were saying, it could be something that it could be something that sets it off, and you end up taking out your trauma or your your pain out on others. Yeah. Because you're letting it eat away at you, but. The, the crazy thing is, it's like, you know that it's a problem. Mm. Yeah, it's not like you're going around saying, yeah. I'm doing this and everybody okay. else should deal with it. Because that's, that's when it becomes not only bad on yourself, yeah. you become a bad person. But the people around you don't want to be around yeah, you. Yeah, exactly. Because you you're like, you went through the worst thing in the world. Yeah. Everybody else has no problems. Mm. Yeah. But you don't know, in the eyes of, like, in the eyes of Allah, he, my car broke down. Yeah. All right? is as big as someone's, you know what I mean? Parents divorcing, for example. Yeah. You don't know. I'm just saying, like, I'm being a very yeah. extreme example. Oh, yeah, but yeah. in terms of hardship or testing, maybe that's hard for him. Mm. You know what I mean? Definitely. definitely. Well, made differently. But of that's, that's course, some are extreme, I guess. But like, yeah. that's, the, that's the thing. Like, <laughs> definitely, bro. But you know, that's a massive win in of itself. Like to touch upon you to your t- mm. uh, what you guys both said is a lot of people go around not acknowledging, acknowledging their trauma. They're trying to find the fix to their trauma. It's true. You know what yeah. I mean? And acknowledging that you have trauma first of all like Allah Mubarak now that you've acknowledged the trauma in your past you can at least say like that was the way that my family was back then alhamdulillah that was the qadr for it that's it but now that I've got a daughter and I've got a wife yeah I'm not going to go and implement that trauma into them yeah. so then later on they grow up you know exactly what I mean? right and then doesn't mean my son is not gonna sorry your son no, yeah, no. Sorry. Said it doesn't mean that it's not gonna get he's not gonna get tested mm-hmm. he's gonna get tested bro yeah his qadr is written he's gonna get tested Let's see what how Allah tests him. But my job is to prepare him as much as I can from my experience and from the teachings to present him to the world. You know, how, how great is it to know that the one who has uh, our lives in his hands is the one of infinite wisdom? Yeah, I mean, no. You know, yeah, it's crazy, bro. It's like if I'm a Muslim and part of being a Muslim, the word is submission. Yeah, so submit, submit to what to his decree. Yeah. So well, well basically, Allah will put you in a test, and you'll go. Okay, let's see where you go. Let's let's see how you let's see how you take this. You can either pass, you can either fail. Yeah, bro. You know, and 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 one that's 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 kind of like it settles me, especially when I'm in a situation where I'm feeling a bit bit overwhelmed about what's going on or whatever it is. Like you look at it and you go, oh well. So wait a second, you're telling me the one of infinite wisdom, the one uh, like the one that has yeah. the clear picture of everything from the start to the end of time, has decided that this is gonna happen to me. Mm-hmm. I'm gonna be I'm yeah. gonna be against it, saying he made a mistake. Nah, he didn't make a mistake. I just need to figure out a way to alter my situation yeah. to what he's decreed, you know? It's true, bro. Like, we feel like we're in our 20s and we feel like we've got it figured out in a way. You know what I mean? But it's like, imagine what we else we have to learn. You know what I mean? Oh. And we, we're going to learn till the day we die. But it's like, but I actually genuinely believe I, have, I haven't figured anything out. It's just like I haven't a clue because of my experience. But even though I have that clue, even when it comes down to uh, practice... It's very hard to apply, bro. And a lot of time we can't apply. You know what I mean? Like you go, oh man, it's just another chapter. It's 
it's qadr and then you, you look at it and then but we still can't apply it you know it's tough how does that link to like you say i don't know i only know through my experiences and there's still so much to learn like you say like you're an infant like you have white belt mentality for life you're still mm. so new and then you go and you have your own gym and then people come to you as their role models people come to you for life yeah. advice and bjj yeah. advice like how does that do you feel like sometimes i'm not even equipped to answer some of this yeah. or is it mainly just bjj it's not really external other bro, even life? um we do like of course bro like people come talk to you i open the door like i open the door for that as well like a lot of youth come and like my best friends are my students, you know what I mean? And they're not my students when they're my best friends, you know what I mean? My best friend's like my brother, you know what I mean? And we work together, we run the gym together with him. Um, but you know what it is? It's like service, duty. There's like, not a scholar, of course, I'm just, I'm serving the community because that happens to be my occupation, yeah. you know what I mean? I, did, I didn't choose it, I didn't plan for it, but it happened to be that way. So naturally you have the responsibility, you have a burden on your shoulders. No matter how you, what, what you're going through, you know what I mean? Do you make mistakes? Of course you make mistakes, bro. But it's like, oh, I'm I'm the man. Like, no, there's nothing like that. You just happen to be there. You're privileged by certain things. You know what I mean? I'm privileged in a situation and with an occupation like this to serve the community. And, you know what I mean? I'm, make, I'm making a living from it and shall I'm assisting more lives and even more. But it's like, it's not, nothing special. It's not a, I don't know, it's not sacred, bro. And it's not sacred or it's nothing like man I've got to make sure I'll be perfect mm. one you can't be two it's like I didn't choose to be there mm. Allah just privileged it to you mm. is it a is it a burden yes it is do I would I want would I not want to do it probably like I wouldn't want to be on the spotlight you know what I mean and then when you compare it to other figures it's like you're nobody you know what I mean yeah and we are actually nobody man literally like I remember I was in Japan and um one brother like I was because I, I was with some uh, I went to compete in Japan and I stayed at the mosque and I stayed with some boys there and one brother's like man he goes we're up in the what was the highest tower called in Tokyo that, that, that I think uh, it's the, the, highest, on the, tall. the one yeah? yeah we're up there he was like man look he goes this is, look, the human look at the humans yeah and then he goes look he goes imagine we go up to the sun we'll look down again and we'll keep going up and look down look down look down and look it's like we're just a, not even a dot like yeah, yeah. yeah. And we're thinking we're something. Literally. You go, man, without me, you know, Romanos wouldn't be the way it is or this wouldn't <laughs> be the way it is. Or like, you got no clue, bro. Yeah, Literally. 100%. 100%. And when you think like this and when you, we can't think like this all the time because mm. we have a nefs. But when you constantly surround people that remind you of this, inshallah, we keep keep at it. But, bro, it's not like, um, yeah, it's like, Allah gave it when I didn't kind of want it as well. Mm. I never wanted to be in that position. But um, now yeah. it's here. Yeah, it's a manner. Yeah, it's a it's yeah. It must be harder because you're also trying to compete at the same time. Yeah. It's like we got Basha on and we're chatting yeah, to him. Yeah, yeah, he's yeah, retired yeah. now. Yeah, I want to watch that properly. And, and it was in like the last couple of years he's been pushing his academy. So he's doing his academy and then he's not really playing anymore. So that kind of all, that's his only priority. You're yeah. trying to compete yeah. at the top of your game. Yeah. And then you're also trying to help, like, run your business and then train people. Yeah. Like, in kind of, you know, two different goals. It's tough, bro. And I feel like I burnt out a bit. Like, my recent performances, I could have won and I lost certain fights. Alhamdulillah, I did a good performance and I reaped the rewards from it, of course. But I should have won, you know what I mean? And, um, like, 
not in terms of kadar and everything, but in terms of performance and my yeah. matchmaking and everything, like had it under my belt, you know what I mean? But it's like things don't happen the way we want it to happen. But yeah. for like when you look at worldly reasons beyond destiny, it's like, okay, you you put a lot of weight on your shoulders. You got to learn to let certain things go. Yeah. And uh, you got to be a professional, you know what I mean, in a lot of aspects. So you got to know when to be who, who who to be when. Yeah. Um, I feel like it's very important, and I feel like I'm starting to understand that. Mm. I thought I had it undercover, yeah. but then I lost recently again. And um, although my loss became like a win, mm. in the eyes of a lot of people, like I was like, wow, I didn't win, bro. Like, what's this? Mm. And then it's like, okay, yeah. And then all the same before that. Um, I was I, I kept thinking everything you're saying it just it channels back to your ego yeah because exactly. here BJJ I think BJJ yeah. or grappling is the is the martial art yeah. that teaches you about your ego where for example we'll have someone that's boxing or UFC yeah. and he'll come and he goes I have to every time I walk in to the ring the octagon Humbling. whatever it is it's like I'm the greatest no one's gonna stop me and I'll kill you if I have to and then here you're like everything you do is pretty <laughs> much humbling you like there's no ego, it's just, you know. But it's a perspective. Yeah. It can be the opposite too. It could be the opposite, yeah, I was going to yeah. say that. It could be the opposite and it does be the opposite sometimes. You know what I mean? And yeah, I was saying like, being a professional in every aspect. Like, I go home now, it's like, it's not it's not work time. Yeah. I'm here, so I'm not, not working. You know what I mean? Um, I can't say this is work. You know what I mean? I see this as a service. I see this as time to bond. Uh, of course, you don't chill too much because you're under the, under the cameras and stuff, but... It's like, um, okay, I'm at work, I'm at work. And then there's, w- there's aspects of work. Like when I'm a businessman or when I'm uh, when I'm teaching, when I'm a coach, uh, when I'm an athlete, you know what I mean? When I'm having a meeting with my coaches, when I'm doing this, etc. and then international stuff. And it's like, man, um, <laughs> you got to know when to be who. And yeah. this is so hard, bro. Yeah. This is so hard. And, and then you make mistakes, you do certain things... You're just gonna keep me making mistakes, and then you figure it out, I guess. Yeah, exactly. exactly. From the outside, it looks like man, it's so figured out. But I'm just at the start of my journey. I feel like, and and, and then you compare yourself to the greats, you know what I mean? And then you go, man, I'm nothing. Mm-hmm. Like Ali, and then like Khabib right now, and then like, like Basha in the country, and then you got so much examples to look at. And when you compare yourself, you go, man, I've actually done nothing, yeah. and I'm struggling this much. You know what I mean? You have the right idea. I remember you were telling me, like, when you go home, you can't watch UFC. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm trying that. Yeah, yeah, I'm yeah. trying, but I do, bro. Like, <laughs> the funniest story yeah. is every time I see Basha, I'm like, to you, bro, you've been watching the footy? He's like, no. See that? He goes, no, nah, never. Yeah, yeah, because yeah. I'm not even interested. He goes, bro. So he's fishing and stuff. Yeah, so yeah. He's got some hobbies. He's got to figure yeah. it out. Yeah, he's got to find hobbies. my hobby. Yeah. Loves yeah. the fishing. Like, the one thing that I've some advice learned. from him, maybe. No, he's <laughs> bro. I'll, if you want, bro, I can link yeah, it up, inshallah. But one of the greatest things, like, like I ever learned was compartmentalization. I mean, these boys are going to do my head in about it now. Yeah. <laughs> but I haven't heard this one in a while, yeah. but I love it. <laughs> I was trying to bring it up on the last episode. <laughs> but yeah, just compartmentalizing your life, yeah? So when you see things, like for example, when I'm at when I'm at work on 9 to 5, I'm sahil there. When I leave, I don't speak about it to no one. Nobody, like, even ask the boys. When I'm here, I'm speaking about whatever we're doing here. Whenever I go to, for example, I go home and I'm with the family, yeah. I'm just me, I'm this or head. Mm. I'm just that bloke there. And then whenever I come back here, I'm feeding. Whenever I, you know what I mean? Everyone tries to like, for example, I'd be at an event and part of the event is that I'm representing the company that I yeah. work for. But then people also know me from this. 
So I'll kind of like, mm. I have to find a way to kind of like separate that. I'm like, oh, yeah, yeah, thank you very much. But have you heard about this? Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah <it's> true. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? So, bro, with the uh, nine to five, not, it's not easy. Of course, it's not easy. And then, like, it's not easy to separate it because people love, the, if it's the, especially if your job is your passion, when you go home, it's going to it's gonna spoil out. But when you're self-employed and then you, you have a business. You're your brand. Yeah, I'm, I'm a brand. Yeah. And also, switch. and then my brother is, we work together with my brother now. He came on board later on and he made a massive chance. He's one of the reasons why I'm actually aiming so high. You know what I mean? And he was going to come tonight, but he couldn't make it. Oh. Uh, Shall I? next time. But yeah, definitely. And um, so, like, then you go, you hang out with your brother, let's say, your best friend, yeah? You're having a coffee and your brother's like, man, let's not talk about work. Yeah. Let's have this coffee. I'm, it's so hard, yeah? yeah? And then you have those fights and et cetera. So cause, but then you learn to teach each other, but then you stuff up again. Yeah. You know what I mean? But you actually genuinely want to have a coffee without talking about work. Mm. Yeah. And when you do, it's an amazing feeling. What's your go-to coffee, by the way? Just on the coffee table. I love coffee. I have a strong latte, three-quarter full. Yeah, he knows his coffee. Yeah, and uh, or when we were lighter, we'll call them, have a magic. Yeah. yeah, and in the mor early morning, sometimes have double espresso. Do you, know, do you know magic is only a Melbourne thing, by the yeah, way? Yeah, I know. Like, yeah. it, it doesn't well, exist. Piccolo, yeah? Yeah, yeah Piccolo magics, they're only yeah. like an yeah. Australian thing. Yeah, I'll tell you an interesting story. I actually, I knew Melbourne coffee is really good, but my coach Murat introduced me to it, really. And then the next level was when I was, because um, I was training Coburg, and that's where the good coffee shops are, Coburg, North Coburg. Uh, debatable, but yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah but yeah. now I know, like, I, know place now, bro. I know all the good ones. Hopefully, I know. <laughs> even if yeah. I don't know, if I don't know, I'll go to the, the, the better ones. But I was in New York, yeah, in Manhattan. And then um, a guy that used to live in Sydney, but lived in Melbourne temporarily, um, he's like to me, he's a black belt too, and he's Turkish. And then he goes to me, um, you know what? I'm going to take you to a coffee shop. Let's have good coffee. And then we walk in Manhattan, and it's like, okay, we're going, going, going. Then we look at Starbucks. It's packed. And right across Starbucks, we walk into the coffee shop right across Starbucks. We just walk in. It's like a nice hippie kind of style place. Family owned yeah. type one. And then we walk in, it's like this is the best coffee shop. And then it's like, what is it? Because this is Melbourne specialty coffee shop in New York. Uh, and then yeah, it's they Melbourne they out. made a Melbourne specialty coffee shop. I don't think it was called that, but that's what the that's what yeah. the guy we spoke to Bruce's and oh, wow man, like I have the best coffee in the world. Yeah. In Melbourne. I knew it but I didn't know it was that much. Yeah. And then I just got into it, man. And then like Ollie and you know Ollie and all yeah. the boys there. It's crazy you know? because you know, like it's in front of Starbucks. You yeah. said, yeah, it's crazy. Like recently, I was like watching a documentary on how like Starbucks was successful in every country in the world, mm -hmm. except like Australia and specifically like Melbourne. Melbourne, yeah, because of the fact that like the culture here is so crazy that they wouldn't go to the corner store and grab like a Starbucks from yeah. there. Yeah, they rather like have a family-owned one on each like little corner yeah. with ro like roasted coffee. Yeah, yeah and proper um, roasted coffee. But yeah. our Seven Eleven is better than. You've been you've been London, yeah, bro. Seven Eleven, you can't have coffee there. Bro. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> no, I'm just saying, yeah, no, 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 I know. But, what you mean. Um, <laughs> like coffee, but I could talk about coffee you for hours. You, you, know, you know, know when you're in London, you know when you're in London. Yeah. Did you go to a coffee shop? Yeah, found good ones. Yeah. What did you find, like Costas there's or did no, you go no, to no, a proper? No, 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 Melbourne. especially coffee shops in London. Yeah. yeah. Branched out from here. Bristol. Oh, but they're from here. Some are from here. Some are there, but they're really good in yeah. London as well. Yeah. You just gotta look. They learn from here. Yeah. They they copied the models. From Melbourne, oh yeah. okay, and then they there's amazing shops. There's you, there's some interesting clips where people go around. Best coffee shops in Sydney, best coffee shops in London. You so watch it, it's cool. Yeah, like How many coffees yeah. do you have a day? Max two, sometimes three. Do you ever use it as like a pre-workout kind of no, caffeine, no, no. or is it just for enjoyment? I enjoy it, bro. Okay. And uh, the thing about coffee, 
is you never have an extra hot. Yep. But our, our parents are different. But some, mm-hmm. you know, it's, <laughs> <Yeah>. it's <laughs> but um, we're a lot of people are different. When you say extra hot, you mean like enough that you can sip it? No, it's like when you touch the cup, it shouldn't burn your hand. Yeah, yeah, yep, 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 yep. That's the Melbourne culture. Like you, t- you just ask Ollie this question, but it's like you grab it in your hand, it should be holdable. Enough, so you yeah. enjoy it. It's not too hot, too cold, it's in the middle. It's not warm either. It's yeah. like a bit less than warm. Yeah. So you just enjoy it, purely enjoy it, not to have it for hours and, uh, you know what I mean? Because our parents developed it from tea. That's what they do to tea. Yeah, so then when, obviously, they go introduce the coffee. Yeah, I love tea as well. That's a yeah. different spot. Like you're Turkish. I mean? Yeah, I love yeah, Turkish tea. double-decker kettle. Have you yeah. seen them once? Yeah. Yeah. They're funny. The coffee, bro, it's just <laughs> amazing. Yeah. It's a lovely yeah. topic. Like I'll drive for good coffee. I love it. You have like a list of coffee yeah, shops? Well, yeah, we have to see yeah, the list. Yeah. 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 Don't list. you have your own coffee shop at the... Yeah, so that's another thing. I like, We have Black Cactus Coffee. It's, um, it's at actually the gym? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And, um, you say Black like Cactus? Black Cactus Coffee, yeah. Right next to the gym? Yeah. Like literally right there. I, th- I think that's in my list of coffees. <laughs> no way. Yeah. How? That's our shop. He's <laughs> typing it now. So at the front of the gym... No, he's got a list of 160, so that's... Oh, nice. We've got to go, man. Let's yeah. do a, um, we'll definitely let's do a vlog like a episode. We'll go. <laughs> a little review and everything. Yeah. Yeah. No, but I'm not. So we have a small coffee shop at the front, like yeah. a specialty coffee shop. We always had the idea, but lockdown inspired it because lockdown we couldn't um, operate. Mm. Mm. So we're like, what should we do? Like, I used to be a barista at uni, but I wasn't a specialty coffee barista. Mm. But then, like, Ollie and the boys, they taught me. Started from. And I, I kind of advanced a bit more. Yeah. But, um, and then we started with my brother, and Ollie worked there a lot too. And, um, and then we built a specialty coffee shop at the front of the gym. Now it operates as a actual cafe, as a yeah. cafe. That's you know, you know? Yeah. that's crazy. Um, it's so cool, man. We, it's can, just, yeah. we can speak about coffee for hours. Yeah, I couldn't mm. keep going, but it's just I feel like it's like a zone out. Yeah, I remember I was talking to a friend, and because like sometimes men have issues of focusing, but I have a bit, I'm a bit more. <laughs> <laughs> I have issues focusing because I deal with so many people, yeah. Yeah. and it's so hard sometimes. And I remember one one someone's like to me. Get your coffee, smell the coffee. Yeah. And smell the coffee and notice where you are. Presence. Notice present. where you are, be present. Mm. So when you walk into the coffee shop, wipe your feet and walk in. Because mm. it's like, because that five minutes, that 10 minutes, yeah. it can change your day. You know what I mean? Yeah. But it, so it does all the time. But sometimes I'll go, I go, I just, it happens a lot, by the way. I just drink it, I go, Man, I couldn't enjoy it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. No, yeah. That, <laughs> and I hate it. You that exact mean? same thing happened yeah. to me where like I use coffee as a fuel for everything in mm. my life to the point where like Ashraf was saying, like I used it as my pre workout. Yeah, yeah. So what happened was when I used to go to a cafe, I didn't get the same enjoyment from the coffee mm. because of the fact that like I'd have to go like extra, extra strong or something just to get the hit. You ruined it, yeah. Rather than the flavour yeah, and like yeah, that yeah, first yeah. sip and everything. And it's the funny thing is like coffee shops in Melbourne is a lot of it is like the aura and the environment exactly that you get right. from it. Exactly. You know? Like nothing's better than like having a long week and on like a Saturday mm. morning heading to a coffee shop or something like yeah, that. Yeah, exactly. Just snip, yeah. yeah, yeah. You guys have a problem. Every <laughs> Sunday morning I take my missus and uh, my Apparently my some people out. will call it crack addicts though. Yeah. yeah it's the same effect. <laughs> it's actually, anyway. addict, like so every Sunday morning I go to like sometimes Market Lane, sometimes a few other one shops. Yeah. Don't say too much yeah. then the, your fans will start following <laughs> yeah. you around. No, nah, I'm not that big. Guy. I don't think I'll be that big. Or oh, if not, one of your enemies will come around the corner <laughs> and pull you out. I'll say in a headline. No, it's all right. <laughs> <laughs> but nah. Yeah, but that's the thing, bro. I've got a tactic. I could talk hours. I'm telling you, <laughs> I've, I've got a tactic of how to find out where the best coffees are. Mm-hmm. Did I tell you about it? No, they go. If you go to a shop and at the front you, you can't tell whether or not the guy's a girl or a guy. <laughs> There's good coffee. coffee. Cl- class. Good coffee. Class. And, and then you know where you'll find all of them? 
Brunswick, yeah. Fitzroy, Fitzroy, Guys, Collingwood, all of that kind of stuff. I walk in there and I'm like, oh, you got you know you know oh, you're having good coffee if yeah. they're a bit awkward. And, and <laughs> another tip on, and another tip on top of that is if they overdo the lighting and like the whole like they got neon lights and yeah, all that yeah, kind yeah, of stuff. Yeah. A lot of it is done on the physical aspects how it appears. The one the best ones are the ones that look rough and subtle. Yeah, yeah they look subtle. Yeah, you, yeah like the, the paint's not ones. perfect. And I think you know it's the day and age now. It's authenticity is becoming very out there and it's i think it's leading towards mm, towards yeah. islam in a way too because yeah. that's another topic but it's like man you look you walk into the best coffee shop and the paint's not done properly yeah mm. definitely because this the focus isn't the paint mm -hmm. the focus is the coffee you yeah, know what exactly I mean? and like any good business bro i've been all around the world and good businesses of course you want the paint to be all right, good yeah you want to but that's not your focus mm -hmm. focus that then you can have opportunity to do that you know yeah 100 percent. and um yeah if the food's good or the coffee's good, people are coming back. Yeah, no one's exactly. gonna. I've never heard someone say, "I don't like the restaurant because of the paint on the wall." Yeah, but if you have, when you have <laughs> a chance, yes. you should fix the paint when you have a chance yeah. too. I guess. Yeah. But yeah. some it's their style. If it's their yeah. style, it's a different story. True. Yeah, hundred percent. Very true. Inshallah. Yeah. Okay, we're gonna. <laughs> we're gonna. I was gonna come back to the topic. Yeah, because <laughs> I'm not a coffee person, so I'm just sitting here. I'm gonna be like the fans that are Next like, time yeah. Next time we can do a morning podcast. Whatever. Yeah, uh, he's a go-to hot chocolate. Uh, he loves hot chocolate. Ashraf, whenever yeah. we go for a cafe spot. Wait, now what does he call him? Say it properly. <laughs> Chucky. Chucky. <laughs> Chucky. Yeah. I've never said that. <laughs> That's a bad one. That's a bad one. You know, I was gonna ask the Burak, um, yeah, in regards to like early on in your story, you said how like you were immersed with the sport and like you loved it to the point you couldn't yeah. like stop thinking about it. Um, and obviously there wasn't much role models back then. You know what I mean? Like now someone starts, they can look at the likes of you guys yeah. like Sam and there's like people yeah. that have done it, you know? Like how was it with like your family and your environment when you're like, hey yo, I want to take this to the next step? So bro, that, uh, the next step was, um, happened in uni probably, but like still the uni, mm -hmm. I never really um, said I'll make a career from this. Well, it wasn't like fighting. I wasn't gonna. I might. I was gonna do MMA at some stage, and then still think about it. People say it all the time to me, but it's like after I got married, I kind of like, and I just don't let it. I don't. I don't see fit for my, you know, yeah, for my beliefs and you mm -hmm. know, and um, and like my wife doesn't want me to do it. My mom doesn't want me to do it. So yeah, it's enough for reason. It's is. But as a as an athlete, competitive athlete, as a as a as a, as a fighter, as a as a I want to do it you know, to test myself, mm. but I feel like I'm not I'm not allowed to do it, you know. Mm. But going to that bit, like it's like convincing your family. Like I remember clearly, parents will be like, "Man, you're doing it." It's like I remember when I was 15, 16. They'll be like, um, "Not my not my mum, but my mum was always supportive because she's, she's seen the benefit. She'll drive me to Coburg every day, you know what I mean? I'm doing that like you know and and yeah, she's my hero. But that's that's another story. But <laughs> Um, Let's tap into that story. Yeah, we can. We yeah. can. We can. But the people will say, like, man, like, um, would you just not going to get you in here? What are you doing? You know, but people say this. But I never thought, too. I just doing it because I'm, I'm yeah. loving it so much. You know I mean, it's doing so much for me. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I never knew and I never planned for it to be my occupation. Mm -hmm. I never did, bro. Mm -hmm. But then I'm like, I think we need to make it happen. Yeah, 100%. Mm -hmm. 100%. Even how about, so go. go ahead, bro. I was going to say, like, the uni years, because you weren't, you black belt, you said when you were 21. Yeah. So you finished school at 18, those three years, like, did you study something else and finish a degree like, I might actually become an engineer? No, so I did, um, I finished, I got into Bachelor of Education and um, I pretty much finished it. I had two subjects left and I kind of just mm. opened my academy. I was always wanted to go back, but now I'm like, it's a bit too late. But you're teaching but, uh, now. Yeah, exactly. So that's another thing. 
So you plan for some Allah has another plan, I guess. Yeah. And then, um, yeah. So and then I'm probably my school is run by curriculum lesson plans. It's run by a lot of things. So my my background in that assists heaps. And I did my placements. I did everything. My portfolio was ready. Everything I submitted it. I could. Um, but my uni, uh, yeah, it took probably six years, seven years, because I travelled a lot. I was a part of like the elite athlete program at Vic Uni. Yeah. And um. Because I travelled, I kept getting extensions, yeah. failing subjects on purpose. <laughs> you know what I mean? Because I'm like, ah, oh, nah, you know. And then just I'll focus <laughs> on my comp, focus on this. I'm travelling, you know. What's so the sickest place you went? What do you mean? Like, what's the sickest travel destination, ah, bro? Turkey, nah. <laughs> <laughs> nah, bro. I've been a lot of places, bro. I'm doing now. It's a blessing. So you went Tokyo already established, yeah. and then Turkey, and then Japan. We I went. I've been to Japan five times. Allah. And then What's with people saying they've been to Japan five times? No, yeah. no one ever goes to Is Japan and goes yeah. there once. Is it that good? Yeah, it's that true. amazing. No, no, I didn't go. I didn't go because it's amazing. Okay. I went because the competitions happened to be there. Yeah. I didn't intentionally go there. Yeah. Like the competition that was after to win. Yeah. They happened to be there, and I stayed at the mosque there. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> In certain trips, and I took my wife there once as well. But um. And then yeah, so Japan, I've been there times Dubai yeah Dubai London. Abu Dhabi London uh, I've been to the States three times how about okay America. maybe it's an easier question if you had to go somewhere for a holiday not for <laughs> a comp it's, he's Turkish bro no but he just was in Turkey like three weeks ago look if, yeah bro to be honest I'm actually looking forward to going on a trip just for a holiday mm. like even this trip I went to compete in Wales I came back I did a small small break in Turkey with my family Alhamdulillah was amazing but it's like you want to go for a holiday you want to have to like, have the intention just to go for a holiday mm. I think people should take this serious too because it's like treat everything for as it is and because um, post-comp pre-comp you're a different person especially at our level uh, at the highest level it's, it's like that and um, you're a different person so you need to make sure so where of course would you, you enjoyed heaps bro um, I don't know man a lot of options in Turkey is like because Turkey, every city <laughs> is a different country for me personally. Mm. Yeah, so I would want to explore, mm-hmm. and it's a Muslim country, more comfortable. But History. I think Bali, Indonesia, Malaysia, there's good spots okay. there. I heard you're because you're now speaking. We know, obviously, like a national champion here in Australia. Mm. Congrats, by the way. Like, mashallah, you've had your accomplishments here. Yeah. How is it on the 17 times? Thank you very much. <laughs> I don't know if he wants me to like. Seen, how many? Seen, yeah, some people don't like compliments. They get uh, give him his nah, flowers. I can't do the seventeen times. Yeah. <laughs> so, how'd you win the first one, second one? Gonna tell us the story of each. So it's like, like um, the first couple, and then yeah. so even I've been now. doing. So you, you don't. <coughs> so it's not seventeen years. So it's like no, it's not seventeen years. So there's a lot of different national t- championships in the country, but since I was thirteen, fourteen, I've been competing till I'm twenty-seven now. So I've always entered. And always entered my division, like a different weight division, because there's an open class and then there's gi, no gi. So I keep entering different divisions every year. Mm-hmm. So by the end, ends up as up to 17. Yeah. But it's like I did a white belt, blue belt, purple belt, brown belt, black belt. Okay. So like you see on some bio, Instagram bios, like white belt wins it, like I'm a national champion. Mm. But it's white belt. Yeah. You know what I mean? But winning it at every level mm. and then. Um, Adding them together, that's what it ends up at. But Inshallah. it's not a, like not that hard to do. Like it's <laughs> I don't know. Like it's easy for you to say. Like <laughs> yeah, bro. Like it's like 
Alhamdulillah, it's it's a great achievement. And when I counted it, like when we counted it, it just happened. We just had to count it like a year ago, mm. and it was like wow, seventeen. Of those, of those, Alhamdulillah. Of those seventeen, is there like a a memorable one that like you cannot forget? I I won a lot. I've lost a lot of them as well. Yeah. You know, what I mean, I got a lot of bronze medals, silver medals. I remember losing first fight to a lot of people. Yeah, like, you're gonna you're gonna lose. Mm. A lot of memorable. Man. They're all memorable, but um, so many, so many. But um, when I I guess one of the first comps I did in two months of the training, I got a silver medal at the state championship, and then six months later I got I won a Victorian championship. That was amazing. But um, yeah, those lower belt levels were more interesting. But I think there was one where. I lost on a Friday and I actually thought I can't um this sport's not for me. Oh, wow. I actually I actually thought this sport's not for me. I lost on a Friday and I was really good, man. Like I was fighting the best in the country, I was beating the best in the country, everyone was starting to talk about me. This was when I was a purple belt, which is probably I was sev- eighteen years old, seventeen. Wow. I never been overseas mm. then as well. So I'm just like pinnacle of the country still. I lost I was like, man, this is not for me. I went back home. I'm seeing everyone's posts. And it was Facebook was the place to post back then. And it's like just, I'm like, how did I lose, man? Mm. I kind of just gave up in the fight, you know? And next day, I fight the same guy again and I beat him. Mm. Like, you know, different. Uh. And then without the, without the gi. And I really beat him really, like, cons- convincingly. And I was like, wow, man. I think, yeah, I want to do this for life. You know what I mean? Yeah. 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 And I was like, I think that's, a me- that's one mem- memory. And then, yeah, I've been in a lot of good guys that became very famous now and et cetera in the country. Um, <clears throat> they're memorable, but they're not like, I don't hide behind them because they deserve where they are now. And yeah. my time will still come if I take the right steps. Can you name Everyone's a couple? Plans different. Like nah, Jake Matthews or? Nah, Jake's my good friend. Yeah. Jake's <laughs> a very good friend. He's actually very good to talk to. Okay. And we catch up a lot in a lot of different ways. And um, yeah. I wanted to touch on like now you're talking about comps and obviously like you keep improving each time. So I wanted to know your like um, routines prior to a big comp. Mm. You know, maybe is when you play international level, that's much bigger than here. Yeah. So maybe even like that, like what happens like a couple of weeks out? Is it diet? Is it training methods? What's the yeah like talk what's the game plan? We can look at different aspects, but um, just just something like. So, so every martial artist has their own approach to certain things. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like every black belt is their own black belt and they have their own approach of the way they train, the way they feel. Like some athletes will go on mountains, some people go into ice baths, some people do. Um, just go in there with like run with boots like Ali and like there's a lot of different ways to do it. But I feel like now I'm starting to find my own methods for the past three, four years. And it's happening and I'm still adjusting a lot of things. Mm-hmm. But... Um, lately it's been the mental aspect like s- sports psychology preparing your mind for to be the best you can be at that moment because yeah. it's like 10 minutes of action and n- your life doesn't depend on it but it's like it's the fruit of all your hard work f- in 10 minutes to display it mm. so if you're not in the right mind frame and then to be in the right mind frame you have to do all the work necessary you know what I mean you can't not do the work and think you did the work and go in there because when you go in there you can't think you did the work because you know you didn't yeah you can see it so recently it's more disciplined schedule and sticking to it especially this last experience it's like okay I gotta make some changes take some burden off my shoulders Mm. you know what I mean 
and keep my circle tighter, you know what I mean? And um, <clears throat> the circle of trust, circle of making decisions, circle of training even, you know what I mean? And then and then you take the steps necessary. But diet, of course, everything. Like, I don't have a particular diet, I don't. But when I'm cutting weight, like, I cut weight to 77. Comes out was the easy one because I just, like, cut carbs, like, bread out of my diet. And I was eating clean and I'm training really hard. So your body just gets into the def yeah. definition. I didn't really... Of course, I did, like, my blood test and everything. But, yeah, it's just about lifestyle. Like, if you can add it to your lifestyle and then towards competition, you just take it up a level. You know, I don't, I'm not a, I'm not a, like a, like a camp fighters. We'll call them camp fighters and the lifestyle fighters. Mm -hmm. Like Nate Diaz is a lifestyle fighter. Yeah. He'll do marathons every week. Yeah. Is he, <laughs> yeah, he's a different, yeah. So it's, yeah. So there's examples like he'll do a marathon and then he'll smoke weed on the marathon yeah. and then yeah. he'll compete the next week because he's kind of ready yeah. and he might win. Is he 100%? Maybe not, but he's probably 60, 70% constantly. So that's kind of me because uh, it's my lifestyle. I'm teaching, I'm living it, I'm teaching classes, but I'm always training. Yeah. How do you work, like, for example, you've been a black belt for six years. So now you're saying, like, mental improvements. How do you, like, who even teaches you after yeah. you've been a black belt for six years? Or is yeah. it, like, yeah. is the other side, is the outside of BJJ that's making the biggest improvement? Because I listen to a lot of people, mm. like, and they just say, like, on the basketball court, I have my coaches and stuff, but it's more outside. Yeah. Like, make sure I'm stress-free. Make sure I'm getting good sleep. Everything, make sure I'm bro. getting, you know. It's a combination. And as, in, as you get as you get more mature, your decisions become more mature. And um, yeah, you start to feed yourself in that in that sense. Because you have to, man. Like, when you're when India, it's you. But, of course, your coaches play a good role. Like, I've been with my coach for years. and uh, But to get to certain levels, you got to make certain sacrifices, certain changes. Mm -hmm. But... And then your coaches respect that decision because they know what's happening, etc. But it's more, Jiu-Jitsu is a very different martial art. So you have to constantly be self-improving. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Self-improving, um, self-studying, you know, you've got to maintain your passion. Mm -hmm. When your passion goes, you've got to say, this is my profession, you know what I mean? And you've got to keep going. Um, yeah, man, just always, the white belt mentality on the mat with your students, you know what I mean? Like you, you speak to world, sh world champions, how they've become world champions is through their surroundings, really. Yeah. And a lot of them, they'll prepare for world championships with really good guys and they'll prepare them with mediocre guys. Yeah. It's about how you feel too. You know what I mean? Like, I can train with the best guy in the world. But if I, if I don't have a good feeling about him, I won't improve in that class. Yeah. You know what I mean? And I can have the best guy in the country in my, in my training partner. But if he's training to kill me, uh. or if he's training to compete against me, mm -hmm. then it's like, mm, nah, stay away from me. And these things, you learn these things over time. You know what I mean? It's about the vibe and the atmosphere and the me wanting the best for you, you wanting the best for me. And sometimes the guy you, you mostly improve uh, with doesn't have to be uh, the best in the country. Yeah. You know what I mean? And I think it's like this with everything. Yeah. So core circle. And to be honest, you're trying to achieve something. 1% of the world is, is probably achieved yeah. in a sport. You know what I mean? The one percent of, of of this sport of of, of martial arts. Yeah. But then, of course, everyone's trying to achieve one percent in whatever they do. I guess if they're trying to, but yeah. So that's that's kind of the mental aspect. We can go into like yeah. like diaries and scheduling and whiteboards, but no need for that. No. Just for reference, yeah. If somebody doesn't know anything about jujitsu, what is like the holy grail? You know, there's UFC heavyweight champ lightweight champ yeah, yeah. It is. what's the holy grail for a person who does jiu-jitsu I know that there's gi and no gi competition yeah. 
there's free weight. Mm-hmm. There's also like um, I don't know, there's weighted competitions, obviously. Yeah, yeah. But like, what's like the number one? <coughs> so right now, to get it's the it's 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 the ADCC World Championships, which is the um, the no gi. It's like the Olympics of grappling, but again, grappling is very evolving. So with with our sport, it's um, there's so many different rule sets, so many different approaches, so many different organizations, federations. Most mainstream is ADCC, and it's becoming very mainstream now. Yeah. But it just keeps changing constantly. So it's not like you can fight someone, and then you can find a different rule set the next. So it's a bit un. It's 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 professional. Yeah. But it's getting to that mainstream level now because it's such a complicated art. People are still trying to uh, work out the best promotions but so far this has been the most prestigious yeah and whoever medals there or wins there is usually so it's kind of like boxing there's wba yeah, ABCD, yeah, yeah. There EFG. Is. but it's getting more and more mainstream more popular and it's a thinking man sport so the, yeah. the crowd of that is very different yeah. that's why like mma is very um very attractive for guys like me because it's like um fame yes for them like fame if you look at fame you win a world championship in grappling and then you win four fights in MMA. That won't add up to that. Mm. So with my personality, my character, I win a world championship in grappling, I solidify myself as the best or one of the best in that division, let's say. For me, it's the biggest achievement because I've kind of... But if I want fame, I can jump in the cage, you know what I mean, choke a few people out. Yeah. Let those videos get viral as a black belt, and boom, here you go. Yeah. It's not as attractive. You double, triple, probably, um, you know what I mean? Your following, etc., your fame. Because the people that watch MMA are very different than people who watch real martial arts. Yeah. MMA guy could be sit with a beer in his hand and a belly, sit down and say, he should have kicked, man. Yeah, he should have done blood. this. Yeah. Punch him in the face, do this. <laughs> so this is an art, you know what I mean? And I feel like, of course, the ones that carry themselves like Khabib and it's different. We can't, we don't, we don't know mm. how they've handled themselves. And you see the brotherhood, etc. Uh, but it's a, yeah. So it's like, for me, it's very attractive because it's just there. It's just reach. Yeah. Uh, but I feel like for me, if my brother does it, like Khabib, for example, it's as if, as if I've done it. You know what I mean? Yeah, 100%. Like we're really close with Jake and as he's, he does it, like, like he's not a Muslim, but he does it and it's like as if I've done it. Because me and Jake grew up training together. I mean, like thirteen, yeah. and um, so th- I have these. I satisfy myself with with close friends or like someone like Khabib, for example, because mm. they've done it. You know what I mean? Yeah, hundred percent. You feel like you don't need to reinvent yeah. the wheel. No, you don't yeah. have to. And but of course, I want to be the best, and but that's yeah. for me, bro. Because you can you can convince us, you can convince others of everything. I can convince right now. Like I can convince everyone I'm the best in the world. Seriously, the way I talk, what the things I've been through, the places I've travelled, mm. people I've met, the people I've submitted, done this, I can convince. But deep down, I know I'm not one of the best in the world yet. You know what I mean? But I'm aiming to be. So that's why, like the 17 or 20 or 15, doesn't really doesn't affect me. You know, yeah. like because I want to do it for myself. Like I want to see. I want to actually say, man, I want to look back and say, I tried my best. Mm. And alhamdulillah, I did it. You know what I mean? Yeah. And um, yeah, so that's that's how it is, bro. Like one of the craziest <laughs> things that I learned when I did jiu-jitsu to like the beginning was like, you know, how you, could, you just start off, you you roll a couple times and you do a couple, um, 
to a couple uh, back and forth with some guys, and then you don't lose first three, four times. You feel like, oh, you know, I'm mm. on a roll. Four and oh, in your head, you're counting <laughs> as if you're like, uh, you're a UFC yeah, fighter. Yeah, you're on a true, belt because yeah. you're like, four and oh, and then you, you, you cross paths with one guy who catches you in something unorthodox, and then you're four and one. You're like, oh, I'm actually terrible. I'm yeah, the worst yeah, at yeah. this, you know? And then your ego starts to get to you. You're like, the next time I see that guy, me and him, we have to do it again. And he taps you again. And you get it again. Bro, I don't know if you know, you know Shami? Yeah, yeah, of course. Shami is, bro, the most. He humbled me the most I've ever seen in my life. He's humbled me too. He's yeah. 63 Deadly. kilos? He's small. MashaAllah, 63 kilos. Not too close, he's comfortable. Yeah, yeah. That's what I did. Shami's... He's like Ashraf before he went in the gym. Yeah. So yeah. Ahmed. <laughs> Let's carry on <laughs> with this. Hashem is like 63 kilos. And I remember going to the gym going, bro, I've been ragdolling guys twice his size. Easy money, yeah? He climbed up on my back, choked me with my own gi. I didn't yeah, know what yeah, happened. Yeah, yeah. Took him like 15 seconds. So what I do when, when, when new people walk in the gym, like I used to be like this. When I used to, when I wanted to prove Jiu-Jitsu works, yeah. first I had to prove myself. Yeah. You know what I mean? Look, I remember when I was teaching um, in Greenville, and that's where I kind of started teaching. And then uh, one day, I was in Japan, and then I came back. And then on a Friday night, and my boys were like, man, someone came, and they challenged us, and something happened. And I was like, <laughs> what happened? I said, like, where's your coach? And they're coming to the train. And they're like, my coach is in Japan. Okay, when you come from Japan, I will come back. And then I came back, and then a few weeks later, someone rocked up with like a weed key and a black belt, you know what I mean? And then he's like, oh, you're the coach? And I'm like, yeah, I'm the coach, you know? So do you want to train? I go, yeah, we're good. I go, you want to train? He goes, yeah. I go, hey, jump on. I go, just but take the belt off, man. Like, take the black belt off and wear this belt, you know what I mean? Gave him a white belt. Because <laughs> it wasn't a jiu-jitsu. It was like a jaekwondo or some other yeah. martial art. So, and then uh, <laughs> and then he got on. He was training and I partnered up with one of another another coach that was on the mat. Um, and then they're drilling, and then I'm like, I think I gotta, I think I gotta prove, fix this guy up today in my head. Humble him. Yeah, but big boy, like yeah. a big, big boy, and he's done martial arts. So, and I rolled him, and more and more boys were like watching, man. Back then, like they're young and they're watching, and I'm just like trying to make a point. So I, I submitted him a few times, and then he's like, "What if we, what if I start on top?" Like, okay, you start there, submit him again, and then, and then I'm trying to make a statement, and then I'm like, okay, I gotta make a bit more statement. So he's like. What if you start standing? We start standing. <laughs> I flip him, I make noise, and the, everyone's like, oh, you know. And then, like, I'm rolling in the corner, and my shooters are still training, but they stop training just looking, you know what I mean? But I know they're looking, and it's good for them to see. But, and then uh, he goes, what if I punch? I go, okay, you punch, I won't punch. <laughs> and again, I, I put him to sleep, like, I didn't put him to sleep, but I choke him, and I, and I unbar him a few times. And then he goes, and like, what if I punch you when you're on, the, on, your, on your back, when I try to slap? I go, okay, well, good, man. Like, just wear these yeah, gloves, yeah. try to do it. And again, I keep doing it, and then <laughs> he never came back after that. You know? <laughs> <laughs> but it's like back then, I guess I've kind of had to prove. It. And then my coach's error, yeah, like he had to do it more. And then the Gracies had to do it more and more. You know what I mean? Yeah. I kind of did it, but now I don't do it anymore. I just give the smallest guy in the room, like a 15, 16 year old. He humbles him. So now I don't even have to humble him. So it's professional. You come in, you don't even have to train him. Yeah. The guy already knows what you just is. He sees it for himself, yeah. and he's, you don't need to humble. You don't need to bash anybody. Yeah. Because for me, I want everybody to train. Yeah. I don't want the tough guy to stay only. Yeah. Tough guy that needs humbling should melt anyway with the atmosphere and the, and the environment. I don't. Know, I shouldn't have to beat him up for him to yeah. keep coming. He should already know, and in time we'll find out. But everybody should practice. That was the first approach. Yeah. 
you've got to prove it. Like Pedro Sau, our, our coach, my coach's coach, um, there was a Gracie Challenge, so they put it, if you search Gracie Challenge, $100,000, you can beat a Gracie. Okay. In America, on yeah. the newspapers. Mm -hmm. They put it, if you can beat a Gracie, you get $100,000. Yes. Yeah. No holds barred, like anything. So Pedro's like, man, we used to sit on Migo, he goes, we sit in, in, in the garage, and then someone knock, they show the newspaper, he's like, okay, go to the garage, I'm coming. Where's his gi? Takes him out. Takes him out. That's oh his life. Literally, when he first went to the States. And they had to, but in a way. But now, you don't have to do So if you do it, it's out of arrogance and it's out of trying to prove a point or bully. Exactly. You know what I mean? Like, I don't beat up anybody. And of course, we train hard with my students. We go after each other. You see in videos and stuff. I'm trying to post more as well. Mm -hmm. But, um, yeah, but that's just that's, that's different aspect. But I don't, you don't, we don't want to beat up any newcomer. Because mm. I feel like the art can be presented in such a complete way for everybody to practice it. Yeah. You said everyone, not just a tough guy. And I know for at least like maybe these brothers have a bit more martial arts experience. Mm. But a lot of our friends, we always talk about wanting to learn a bit of self-defense. And everyone's like, what should I start? Should I start kickboxing? Should I start BJJ? Yeah, 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 should yeah, I start yeah. this? And everyone has their own opinion like their yeah, yeah, knowledge was. Really, a lot of times the best thing to start is just something, something instead of exactly. just nothing. Yeah. But then how about like BJJ? What's, you know, because you obviously, you know. So you call it BJJ, you call it Jiu-Jitsu, grappling, self-defense, wrestling. It's all it's mm. all in it now. Mm. You know what I mean? And um, bro, to be honest, people should just get active. Like regardless, they should do everything and just get out and get sweat, get sweating every day. You know what I mean? Me personally, if I don't sweat more than 40 minutes a day, I just feel depressed. Yeah. And um. Even me, like, I go, man, I just, and I speak it, but I go, no, I'll have a day off. You feel it, you know what I mean? Yeah, 100%. Mm. And I think it's for everybody, because it's like, there's a lot of scientific research and stuff that's not my field, but I know it makes me feel good, and it feels me more. The mental aspect and, of And same thing, like, fajr and wake, all these things, and then training early in the morning, the benefits of it, and everything. Um, it all interlinks, I think, everything interlinks. Can we do it all the time? We can't do it all the time, but it interlinks. So, uh, it, you should just start regardless, but... For me, my goal with my academy and my association is, is, is to make it accessible for everybody. Yeah. You know what I mean? And I, uh, like, because that one percent that want to be world champion, they'll make themselves known to you. They will come to you. Yeah. And um, I want everybody to learn from it and take from it because I, I genuinely believe it's from the beginning of time till now it's been done. I believe this. Yeah. Like this art has been done since then. So. Every human should have a taste of it, mm -hmm. but it has to be presented well, yeah, with good characters, good people, um, and uh, yeah, it should be served well to the community, to the people. And once it's done that, and once you uh, once you attend the right class at the right place, you will you shouldn't be able to stop. You should be continuing. Yeah, and um, yeah, of course you'll have bad experiences, bad environment, bad bad all sorts of people. Because anyone can learn juice. You can't say not learn. You know what I mean? That was like a big issue at one stage because people will use, use it in the States for other reasons, etc. Okay. So it's like you can't choose who you give it to, really. Yeah. But of course, we do like criminal check. We do all these things. All you know what I mean? Yeah. And we do. And yeah. Have you have you dealt with performance anxiety? Yeah, for sure. Before? And yeah. how, did, how did you deal with that? Because obviously... <laughs> still dealing with it. Still dealing so with I've it. So I probably had over, three, over 400 fights in total. And I still get nervous. The butterflies are still there. Now I use it as excitement and um, try to think 
trying to do the work in so I don't get but I, I speak man I speak to people I speak to like close friends I speak to mentors I speak to f- some of my close friends are sports psychologists yeah. they live overseas um, you got to find a way to deal with it but it never ends it's the funny thing like wh- you, you you listen to George St. Pierre mm. it's very obvious he just goes I hate every second of it because yeah. I hate it and you do you actually go I hate it and you listen to like Hicks and Gracie, another legend, mm-hmm. the new generation won't know them because they spend too much time probably on Instagram. <laughs> you know what I mean? And Hicks and Gracie probably doesn't have a big following, you know? Yeah. But he goes, I, I, I'm scared of everything. Like, the toughest guy in the world, man. Like, how are you scared of everything? Yeah. Yeah. Fear. I fear everything. Like, how? You know? So I'm always nervous. Yeah. Always, man. Always. I'm still trying to deal with it, but... Just their approach, trying to think, try to think post-fight, trying to think, uh, trying to think uh, what's going to happen after, see the posit- positive aspects, Just try to think of the worst case scenario, because mm-hmm. you're not going to die, <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> no one's going to do anything to your family, no one's going to, so all these things is like, they calms you down, like your life's not dependent on that 10 minutes. True. So these kind of approaches, win or lose, it's not going to change who you are, no circle, you know what I mean? Am I gonna want? Am I gonna want to win? Yes. If there is there an option not to win? No, there's no option not to win. Because mm. any time you give yourself an option not to win, you're gonna lose. Like oh, it's happened to me a lot. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. You take it easy on the guy, or this happens, or you go, if I don't win, that's no. You just got always. Then whatever happens after, you deal with it because you're mentally yeah. prepared. It all goes back to also the lifestyle and yeah. the amount of work and preparation exactly, that leads up to like the fight. It's like guys that look at. I don't know if you know much about like basketball and stuff. It's like Ray Allen's like game-winning shot in Game Six. Mm-hmm. Like Dwayne Wade goes to people. He goes. The funny thing is, people think that's like a lucky shot. You know, I mean, game on the line, like like point whatever amount of seconds on the thing. And he goes, but I've seen him practice that like a million times. See that? Yeah. yeah. So for him to get that in is like nothing, no different. You know. Yeah. So it all goes back to like the habit of things. It's a psychology, bro. And I feel like now I'm tapping into that. It's from experience and from living that lifestyle. I guess. It's like no one becomes a world champion and starts to live like a world champion. You have to live like a world champion before you become one. Mm. And because, and I feel like I'm starting to adapt that into my life for the past few years. And, um, and I feel like now my losses are building me more than my wins. You know what I mean? And they're using me in different aspects. Mm. And yeah, bro, that's, that's the aspect because it's like, you got to structure your life and then when it happens, okay, yeah, you know what I mean, and you see people win Oscars or win certain things. Um, they just go, yeah, just mm. <laughs> you know what I mean, because they're just, and I can relate to that because it, you're trying to adapt that, you're trying to become that. Uh, I guess in your field, you're trying to be, and anyone that wants to do that in their own field is going to understand that. Mm. Or else, if you're not adapting, if you're not, un- if you're not, in, if you're not chasing that one percent in your field which I think all Muslims should, you know what I mean? All of us should, all humans should be chasing that 1% in their field to be the best, bro. Mm. Then you can relate and you don't judge anybody. Yeah. You know what I mean? And um, even the worst of them, you don't judge them. Because <laughs> yeah. you know what's p- possible. Mm. And a lot of examples, you know? I don't know if you want to wrap it up or you want to... There's always... There's a lot, bro. Yeah, but I wanted... You touched on your YouTube because I feel like that's the direction you've been going on. Have you seen his videos you've been making? Yeah, I watched the vlogs. Yeah, yeah. Oh, actually, quality, uh, bro. 
We've been trying to Hold do on. something and we're like, man, mm. we just need, <laughs> need Burak's editor. Mm. Who does the editing oh, for you? So right now it's in-house. So right now we got um, a few of my boys, my brother. We just film and we, we find different sources, like different editors. We're trying to get in-house. You know, we're trying to find someone to hire full-time. But a few of my guys are very gifted. Like we've got VK Graphic Design, Volks, and um, he's like the behind the scenes man like the logo and branding and everything else mm. he's a close friend of mine too and he's, he's trainers with us my brother of course and uh, like all my all my like coaches instructors have an input on it as well like muslim and and um but we want to we want to make it in-house because we, we have our own style and i feel like i i'm very good at i feel like sharing my not 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 good at it but i feel like i'm good at vomiting out my ideas yeah yeah and my approach to certain things and I got to find an editor that really understands that, yeah. to and then get on to puts it together as a story, and I'm getting close. You know what I mean? But right now, we've we've delayed some content release, but we're trying to we're trying to get there. Yeah. How come you started? How come you started? Because like before, we're speaking about how sometimes we you're trying to compete, yeah, you're trying to teach, yeah, then you like yeah, too many yeah. things on. You know what I said? The the doco, actually yes. So, the one of the it, the doco is done by a close friend of mine. Sammy, they started um, Studio Tempo. They started like, like uh, a film. I, I sent it to the boys. Home? Yeah, yeah. I, s- I just sent it like uh, yeah. when I saw you getting recorded for it. Yeah, yeah. So twenty minutes. It's gonna be like a twenty twenty five minute docker. It can come out any time now. Hopefully in the next two weeks. Well, if so. it does come out, we'll promote yeah, it. Yeah, for well, sure. Yeah. But um, it's um, it's very touchy. It's a good, it's a good one. So they're helping me, guiding me, and once they're set up, they're probably gonna be the main guys, mm-hmm. editing, and they've edited a lot of st- my stuff as well. But um, I feel like I needed to start it because. That's where the world's going. Yeah. And I feel like if I don't document it now, 20 years later, I'm going to regret it. 100%. And if I had the chance to document everything that I've been through all around the world, it's it's crazy, man. Like, I could share it, but it's never going to be the same as being documented, yeah? Yeah, definitely. Inshallah, in afterlife, we'll watch it. Definitely, (laughs) inshallah. But it's like, you know what I mean? Like, certain things documented, it's crazy, bro. Imagine someone documented those wars. Yeah, yeah. Imagine someone documented certain things. So it's like, it's not to be famous or this. It's just, I want to document it because it's just what it's meant to be right now. If you want to be there and if you want to get to that level, it's all a part of it. Yeah. And, and and you see the ones that are doing it, you see what's happening to them because people are relating to who they are and their brand is beyond um, their accomplishments. I guess it also tells your story better than you can say it. Yeah, you know? exactly, bro. Like people can watch exactly what you do and how much effort mm. it takes to get to where you are and not have to actually hear it from you saying it's a lot of hard work mm. they're going to say okay what does that mean I've heard that a billion yeah, times exactly. you know and exactly. like, here you go and bro, keeping, it like <laughs> keeping it the way we should, should be keeping it you know what I mean I, I don't um, I don't believe in the term I don't know it's like a religious business owner or religious sportsman you know what I mean I feel like we're just a Muslim and we do the way a Muslim should be doing it. Mm-hmm. Do you know what I mean? Like running our business, running our shop, mm-hmm. running our YouTube channel, yeah, running our issue. It's not like, oh, Burak's religious or he's religious. It's not, re- it's, I'm a Muslim. And if certain things are permissible, not permissible, that's it. Like you look at Khabib's YouTube, look at it. You don't see one photo of his wife anywhere, bro. Mm-hmm. You don't know the, the name of, the, of his kids. Mm-hmm. Of course, we'll never get to that level of fame. It's a different level. And I don't want to, you know, but like, and it's dangerous but look how he handles it mm. you hardly see him topless you probably don't unless he's in the cage because he has to 
you don't see his knees or you don't see like or it's just but at that level he's not a perfect Muslim mm. of course everyone has flaws mm. but you look at it it's not like he's no he's just doing what he's meant to do mm. and inshallah if we can do that somehow mm. I'm like I'm not a religious per like no it's just we just try to do our best mm. yeah, you know what I mean bro and I you know I go okay this kebab shop's religious let's go there this guy's no bro he's just a Muslim mm. <laughs> yeah. you know he has to provide a pray, like programs yeah. and all these things Whatever it is, it's like doing it, not doing it for his business. He's doing it because he ha he's going to do it anyway. Yeah. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? And um, the YouTube, we're doing it. We're going to try to do it as natural as possible. Mm. It's hard, but being in front of the camera. Yeah. All the uh, best, man. Success, things, inshallah. Tawfiq. Yeah, but like, having like brothers like you guys and um, coming here, it's, it's, it's motivated me too, bro. Yeah. Like in a lot of different ways. And hopefully we can bond you on the well, camera 100%. too. 100%. Inshallah. And, um, and bro, like, you guys are genuine. That's why I guess you guys at this level. And inshallah, man, Allah give it more, you know. And you guys keep growing and it'll be fun. Appreciate <laughs> to see, bro. I have to you come know? with you overseas, yeah. bro. Yeah, why not? I have to. Yeah, I was trying to catch up with you guys there. But <laughs> <laughs> whenever we want to go to Brazil or something, let yeah. me know. I'm down. Or Turkey. Well, <laughs> <laughs> I actually haven't been to Brazil, bro. That I actually what? haven't been to Brazil. It, like, I've been a lot, but I haven't been to Brazil where Juice is from. Take Surely it's on yeah. the bucket list. Not anymore, I don't know. Yeah, because I, I beat a lot of Brazilians. They're <laughs> <laughs> yeah, crazy, there, bro. Yeah, but the um, yeah the the Brazilians are very good, man. They're very good. They they did a lot for that. But um, the best in the world right now, some of them are Brazilian, not all of them. Mm. Yeah. Last question before we wrap up. What is the craziest maneuver you landed on one of the, one of your opponents? Oh, I did a lot. Uh, the twister? Surely. No, no, nah, nah, I did I did a lot of like flying stuff in competition. Yeah. I've seen I, some of yeah, them actually. Yeah. I got like some flying armbars, like um, probably should be more viral, but yeah, <laughs> maybe later when I get a bit more noticed, it'll be a bit more viral. But I did, yeah, like flying armbars, I did like flying triangles, flying submissions, and I, I broke a lot of arms in competition. Yeah. <laughs> I didn't mean to break them, but like, and um, I'm very gentle with my submissions, really. Like competitions, but very different. So I don't yeah. hurt you. <laughs> yeah, but not break, it's just, it's just in comp, it just happens to hurt a bit. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, the flying armbar probably flying trying because I feel like I'm a, I'm a very like I'm a even like in jujitsu in in this art specifically, your character um, you expose your character when you grapple. Yeah, I'm a big believer in this because you're stressed. When you're stressed, you 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 um you expose yourself. Flaws good doesn't matter. So I'm a, I rush into things with a yeah. person, and I'm just get very excited. So when I fight, I'm very similar. Yeah. I rush and that cost me the loss a lot of time. So I'm handling that now. But it, it rewarded me big time too. Because I've seen an arm and I'll just jump on. Yeah. So I catch it, it looks cool. You know what I mean? So it's, I've been rewarded for it too. It's like your greatest weakness is yeah, also your greatest it is. strength. So once yeah, you understand yeah. that, and I'm starting to understand that. So that's why now I feel like my career is getting very interesting for this reason. See, like how it's just crazy how you can link things, yeah? Inshallah <laughs> yeah. soon, bro. We'll, uh, we'll yeah. We're going to watch the progress anyway. Me and him are probably going to end up at the gym soon. Yeah. Yeah, sure. Make him like a fair income Burak Wednesday night sessions. <laughs> oh, I'll just see. On the mat. We'll talk on the mat. I'll just get slapped for 40 hours and <laughs> come home. No, no. I'll so just uh, have fun, Inshallah. Honestly, it was an honor to have you, bro. Yeah. Likewise. You know, it really, really meant a lot to us. Well, I really enjoyed this. If you're free now, we'll go out for dinner. I'll yeah. chat. Well, I'll play even yeah. more questions. Maybe yeah. FaceTime yeah. my brother. He'll yeah, ask yeah, questions. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> but it's an honor for me because I feel like Authenticity and ge being genuine is, is is a rare thing, like in this day and age. Yes, and 
when I've met authentic brothers, genuine brothers, uh, I aim to not take them for granted no matter what. Yeah. You know what I mean? And like me and my brother are big on this and and our crew, like you know what I mean? So I see that in bro, it's in I like his better and you see you guys the figures you guys get on and the people you guys get on on you guys pick really well. And it, it's everything's intentional, you can tell. And that shows you that shows your intention mm. is at the right place. And um, yeah, it's honored to be here, bro. Honored to is there any spend time with you. Obviously, we're gonna at the end just say where people can find you. But is there any like parting advice? Because I've seen like all over your gym, you got quotes in your videos, the back of your shirt, the blink. Like, is there maybe? How about I'll sum it up. Um, hmm. If you could have like a billboard that everyone could read, what would you put on it? So my walls are very plain, simple. Don't blink is just something. It's been heard. around, but yeah. that's just more for competition my style of fighting. Mm -hmm. But like my wall, there's there's four things. Okay. One is uh, five things. One is the logo. And then the, 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 the three things is loyalty, honor, respect on the white wall. And then the other one, the journey matters. Mm -hmm. So I feel like they're enough, you know what I mean? Journey matters. Yeah. Yes. And none of them were planned. Like I remember at uni, <laughs> I remember I was at placement and then, and <laughs> I don't know if I, I'm on placement and I suppose like I'm, I'm in class observing my uh, observing my mentor and placement and uh, and I observed enough you know what I mean <laughs> and then I started the type of my because I was getting my website ready mm. and I wrote like a first person biography people that like biography of myself just for the website and then my friend was adding his own touches to it my close friend and then at the end I'm like the journey matter I just wrote the journey matters and then I wrote like Muhammad Ali's um, quote it's not the uh, pebble in, it's not the mountains ahead to climb it's the pebble in your shoe that holds you back, you know, that famous quote. Mm. And then I wrote The Journey Matters. Just naturally, but I just wrote The Journey Matters, the title of, of um, at the end, and I made it the title of my biography. And because I was writing, I was, I guess, in that state, I just did it, bro, like naturally. And it just became my gym's thing. Like, and it means a lot, I guess. And you could take it any way you want. Probably that, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> it's beautiful, It's up bro. there. It sounds beautiful. Yeah. I want to think mm. progress, not perfection, so it's kind no, of down the same. That's, bro, that's, that's interesting too. I was going to talk to you, like I was going to ask you guys about that because... Yeah, why just why just name it that? Because that's like, because like, f as an athlete or as a businessman or as a whatever whatever we're chasing, we want to be the best. Yeah. But being the best doesn't mean you're perfect. No. All yeah. of us are perfectionists. Mm. Mm. In saying that, In your your personality. Yeah, mm. yeah. I think I think that's something that we bond over because mm. if you actually meet us, we're completely different human beings. Mm. We all have different, like besides. The religion, mm. the deen that brings us together, makes us, like, obviously bond. But besides that, we we all we all have this, you know, this this uh, quality to kind of we want to be perf we want to be at a high we want to be at the highest level at what we do. And beyond that, it's like one thing that used to get us down a lot, especially when we were designing. For example, the logo took us like four months. <laughs> the color for the background of the logo four months. And the one thing that killed us so much was our 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 chase for perfection, mm. you know, our, our our pursuit of perfection, and then we just go, you know what, boys, we're not gonna be perfect at the beginning, and we're not gonna be perfect at the end. So why don't we just enjoy the process and just, you know, think, oh, okay, beautiful. Last week we were here. Next week we're there. Alhamdulillah, we're there in comparison to last week. And did you think it'll be your motto for the rest of your your bu your business life? Uh, I think I think. Now you'll yeah. keep it for life, yeah. Yeah, oh, definitely. But would you think you will? When you wrote it there? 
it grows on you. Yeah. Like but anything. then it grows, yeah. It's like yeah. you just you have it and then you start deepening it because you start implementing it. You say the journey matters. It's like mm. you saying, I didn't think about a black belt. And you would tell people, don't think about the next belt. Mm. Think about now here on the mat, be present. And us, when we wanted to start vlogs or extra videos, mm. or maybe before we wanted the podcast, and we keep trying to perfect it, the video isn't up to our quality. And it's that kind of thing. It's like if we just say, think progress, no one's good at first. Yeah. If I watch the video, you're 13. Doing BJJ, us, you know, it's a joke. Like, yeah. as in, you'd know p- better than me. But it's that kind of thing. Think progress. So. And like, just in my journey, uh, one thing I think it's a good lesson, because it's a lot of people think when you own your own business or when you do your own job or when you do your dream job, no one aims to do their dream. Like, I don't feel. I feel like I never aim to do, do my dream job as an occupation. Mm. You know what I mean? So it's like, oh, one day. I'll study, I'll study, univer- I'll study to be a high school teacher. I study English and humanities, ESL. Supposed to be, you know what I mean? Of course, I'm training hard. I'm traveling the world, but I never thought, man, I'll I'll teach you just one day probably, but never this early. So you just you just got to focus on the path, and the rest just unfolds. Definitely. Because if you chase that lifestyle, it'll never come to you. And even if it does come, it won't be good for you. And there's so much examples. And I just focus on the path. Keep coming. And of course, have goals, but don't like be attached to those goals. Because now, like even me, I got I'm not attached to the goals coming. But whenever I attach myself, I lose, bro. Mm. Like within me, I lose. Like it doesn't have to be a match. Mm. And I never planned them. People probably think, man, Burak planned everything. Should have happened this way, etc. Yeah. He did this. He did this first, and that. I think he planned his way up. He planned his way there. He won this. He won that. Seventeen. Boom, boom, boom. He's got a school. It's actually, nothing, bro. Literally, nothing was planned. But I always, I never made a decision myself too. Yeah, Didn't plan, but I never made a decision myself. I had yeah. brothers, had mentors, constantly throughout the whole process. I think once you have that, bro, I think it's, it's a recipe. Hmm. You know? Yeah, um, sure. Where can, obviously, people, f- if that's the first time they've um, heard about you, where can they find you or learn more about you? Yeah, Instagram, so YouTube? Yeah, my Instagram, my um, our business page, academy page. Sa- what's the handle? Salmon Academy. Burak Salman and um, yeah, my brother's one British Salman. Um, our website, Google, everything. It's easy these days, eh? Jazakallah khairan. I hope you guys did enjoy the episode as much as we did. Remember to like, comment, and subscribe, and we'll see you next Monday.